Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Alexa's on our side too, bro. That's right. Alexa knows the deal. <laughs> Posers suck. Yeah, I, I've created a demon with that. Um, I got the thought, you know, I don't know if we were talking about it on the show or in a pre-show uh, meeting or something. I think last something. week we were talking about it, yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I could get her to respond. Oh, yeah, but the, prior to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah repeat yeah. what I say. And I thought about doing what I just did there at the beginning. But now that opens up a whole new can of worms (laughs) with some funny things. So prepare for that. And thank you, Alexa, for endorsing Murder Metal Mayhem. (laughs) And we're bringing in episode 109 with a good one tonight. Got some friends in here with us. A little gory. That's right. A little bit of gore for sure. Of course, me and Chris and Joey. But this time we got Bonesaw in here with us. What's up, man? What's up? Back to Horns High for the, what, fourth, fourth or time. Fifth, fourth yep. time? Did that include the, the early days up when I was doing this up yeah, in my two bedroom? Times, we two in times there. in your bedroom. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, we'll just keep that between us. <laughs> That's but, what I was hoping we were going to do. <laughs> us and uh, the other 5,000 people a week that listen. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> Our secret. for the uh, 50th? Was that the one with the chalk? Or, uh, no, no, I don't think uh-uh. he was here for that. Nope. Yeah, that was funny because I didn't intend for that to be what it was, but then it turned into like a fucking bash, and then I felt bad for not asking more people to come over. But I was just like the bands, and I told them you could bring somebody with you, and then and then it turned. I walked out of here, my whole fucking backyard was full of people. I was like, "Holy shit!" No No cops, no no fucking issues. It was really crazy. So yeah, that was not the not the plan thing, and of course. The hundredth happened uh, right at the beginning of, or right before the pandemic. No, it was in the middle of, because that was May, wasn't it? That yeah, we did that. Fucking yeah. black crap came down. Yeah, we we recorded oh, it the in 100th, May. I was thinking one year. I was like, yeah, but, you yeah, know those milestones. Oh, I know. We've hit a bunch of milestones <laughs> yeah. one after the other here, but uh, yeah. So we we've we've done some good things here, and uh, so good to have you back, Bonesaw. Glad to be here. You're in about 99 bands right now, um, but uh, you know we we want to talk to you about what you got going on cool. with uh, in the uh, metal feature tonight. We could CK. We'll talk about some good metal. So uh, good to have you on, and also. Because you were the one that actually had asked, hey, I want to do Danny Rowling. And yep. I was like, all right. All right, you know, we'll we have you in for that shit. So we waited for you to come back, and so this worked out really well. Now, last week was a busy one around here. We recorded our special Patreon-only episode on Dahmer, and that was a good fuck, one. I really yeah, dug dude. that. I listened to that us, whole thing. The whole thing, dude. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing with all the interview stuff in there, and I was pretty proud of the fact how we pulled that all together and made it seem pretty seamless, even though the things were recorded at different times. And uh, so that was, that was really a challenge, but that was good. But of course you got to be a member of that six, six, six club, oh, Joey, yeah. Get in that three, bucks. three bucks a month, get yep. you that. And you'd be able to hear that Dahmer episode. And uh, 
the we'll full have more interviews. details on how to join that club and get in on that because like joey said it's only three bucks and it gets you a lot of cool vip access we'll a lot talk of cool about interviews that. too like john borowski and you know the yeah full interviews with Kathleen rams right i yeah. ain't giving no monster no tree fitty <laughs> <laughs> well we play you know pieces of those interviews in episodes but we never play the entire episode right. or interview because some of them can go on for 40 50 minutes and so the 666 club members can hear the whole interview um, uh, when we do them. So that, so that is cool. Uh, we also had Brutal Rewind number four for you guys, a revisit of the wood chipper murderer, yeah, Richard, Richard Kraft. Kraft. Out in the blizzard. Yeah, yeah. out in the blizzard with his uh, fluorescent orange vest, trying to be inconspicuous, uh, putting his wife through a wood chipper, and then crazy that I uh, find out that a buddy of mine, his sister, owned the property yeah, where the fuck a wood chipper was, that, which is crazy. Dude, like, could you imagine that Oh, shit? my God, yeah. right? Like, you're out there mowing the grass, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with this? You're like got a sieve with fucking I mean, body parts. I guess being it was a snowstorm, you're out with the snowblower, but still. True. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Pretty fucked up to think that that was going on on your property. And then a girl I uh, lived across the street from me growing up in Bethel, Connecticut, uh, her mother testified in the trial, which I had no idea that her mother, I don't even know what her mother knew or why she was testifying. But that was crazy. And I didn't find that out until after we did the rewind. So we might have to do a a brutal re-rewind and do some more on that. But apparently people digging on it. Uh, That's brought to you, of course, exclusively by Shaker's Cigar Bar in Milwaukee. Hell yeah. Um, So we appreciate the support from Bob and Shaker's for those. And uh, if you missed it, man, go check it out. We're approaching 1,500 listens. It's like 1,460 at the time of this recording. On the Brutal Rewind, which is fucking great. Yeah, that breaks records. As a matter of fact, I looked, and the last episode we did before that um, was not does not have that many listens and the one before that doesn't either so it's outperformed the last two full podcasts which is pretty crazy um the spree killers and then the one we did right after that i don't remember offhand what that was but uh it wasn't the moore's murders yes it was murders yes 100 so yeah so a lot of people liking that 30 minute short episode uh, we do those every other month brutal rewind number four so go check that out uh, tonight, though, we got a sick motherfucker tonight, man. It's going to be good, Chris. Yeah. Going down to Florida. Yeah. Where some Danny, crazy shit happens. Danny Rollins, the freaking Gainesville ripper, yep. fucking it up. Fucking it up big time. Murdered five college students in Gainesville, Florida in 1990 before his capture and then later confesses to a triple homicide in Louisiana where he lived right before he moved. So that's crazy. And, of course, as I mentioned, Bonesaw, you suggested this one, and uh, so that's going to be awesome, man. Uh, Later when we talk about it, I'll be curious to see what your inspiration was of why this one, because we all at this table really get into, you know, learning about serial killers. So I'm always interested when we talk to each other about this stuff and now, of course, with you of why. You know, why does this one resonate with you and this one doesn't? Like with me... I've always been into the Drifter Killer, so Henry yeah, yeah, Lee Henry, Lucas. Right. You know, of course, he turned like out that. to be a little bit of a sham, but still. But also, Danny Rawling is considered he a Drifter He is a Drifter, killer. yes, yeah. very yeah. much so. Pretty yeah, much I thought the same thing. Being in Louisiana and, yeah. and then 
Florida and out yeah, in the woods he and didn't shit. Go like, quite, not like Henry Lee, like right. You know, cross country. All the or, what was the the train guy with the? I was just getting ready. To, I can't remember his name. The guy that rode the trains and went around killing. Fuck people. it, we did that. We, well, that, the, what, you're talking about the one that we did, or or is there? I know that the man on the train, the book, right. talks about a guy that he believes they pinpointed. Oh, yeah. Doing the one yeah. you guys did, that's the one a long time ago, right? Yeah. yeah. That, and then there was a more recent one. I yeah, who's the one they, they thought he was in Pontiac? I thought you did something on the train tracks back in the low 12 oh, days. Oh, wait. I, I could have swore you did that. Yeah, I don't. I we'll don't remember. Murder Mail Man listeners, as we uh, yeah. you know digress, we will keep you updated yeah, on what we, we find out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's fun when you have friends that get together that have known each other as long as we all have. There's a lot of things to reference that uh, can bring us down the into the weeds a little bit, but that's all right. Angel yeah. Resendez is the guy who I was trying to think of. Okay, yeah, okay, which was uh, that was like seventy or the nineties. Okay, road right. trains. Yeah, yeah, I mean the Drifter Kill have always been a thing I've I've been fascinated with because I think that's just because they're so tough to catch. I'll send you this one too. Okay, and that man from the train book that we did, that was a very interesting story. That was really good. Because he strung together a bunch of different murders that happened all over the U.S., but when he started to plot them on the map, it made total sense it was was this one guy. You could trace him from one place to another, like making his rounds for real. And him and his daughter actually were the ones that broke it. It's a pretty awesome uh, story. So if you missed that one, go check that out. I think it was either the man on the train or the man from the train. One of the two, but it's in the episode description. Uh, We have CK raring and ready to go uh, from Danbury, Connecticut. He's going to talk about the band Atheist tonight. That should be awesome. His bone saw is coming in, and I told CK, I'm like, dude, we got to nasty it up a little bit. we got to do some death metal. So (laughs) Hell yeah. So he suggested some winger. Maybe yeah. some Britney Fox because that's Joey's jam. Uh, bullet yeah. Boys. But I bullet said, no, boys. we Hell need yeah, to get bro. a little nastier than that. <laughs> so we get some good ones. And uh, Greg uh, or Bonesaw, your new project, Greg's Alien Cattle Conspiracy. I'm very anxious yeah, to, to find out what the fuck because come up with that title. It's got to be a good story. Uh, and where you live out in the middle of nowhere, I'm, it's hard to imagine. You know, you're drinking <laughs> right? moonshine and yeah. coming up with some stupid <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> so he uh, he got some help from Joey Gormonger on this song we're going to play tonight. We're going to premiere the song here, uh, our, which is going to be wicked. Alan too. And yeah, oh yeah, Alan, Alan Gillespie on guest vocals too. Awesome, Fucking awesome. A. So we're going to play the whole song later in metal. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. It fucking rips. Um, we've also got a new killer cage match to get to tonight, Chris. We got some listeners to thank. Some yes, we do. Familiar faces and yes, the we listeners. Do. We got CK's wife, Laura Kovacs, right. fucking throwing out some numbers. Thanks, nice. Laura. We got our friend Maggie. Yeah. Thank you, Maggie Elizabeth. And we got the Almighty Rick Rain from Fuck Tasmania, yeah, dude, from the gate. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I think he's fucking uh, rigging it now or he makes sure he gets his name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, Rick, you've been pretty dominating yeah, in, the, in the killer cage match. And we thought with your last name, right, Ring. Get in the ring, motherfucker. We ought to be like, you should sponsor the killer cage match, you know? You know, Gabe, Rick Ring in killer cage fucking match. Fucking right. So. Anyway, tonight, Joey, we got a good matchup, though. Who do we got going at it here and tonight? Got a familiar uh, face. He's been in here not that long ago. Yeah. We got, well, the shoe fetish slayer, as we like to call him, uh, right. Jerry Brudos. Right. And he's going up against the sodomizing person himself. 
right? Fucking Carl Panzer. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Panzer fucking, is fucking brutal. Yeah, he's a brutal motherfucker, dude. <laughs> so they're going to fight to the death in a cage with two really good objects and, and these a objects, These objects. Wait till you hear these Classics. objects. Like yeah. Panzerham's in love with one of oh, them. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Uh, he's going to do some damage, I think, with one of them. So. Uh, so we'll do that match in the Mayhem segment, like always. Uh, so don't miss that. And, of course spawning from killer cage match is our upcoming contest we're going to be doing hell coming hell coming instead of homecoming uh kind of doing it during football season to kind of tie with that and this time uh we're picking four listeners we've already got two of the four with trivia questions they're answering and so keep an eye out on our facebook page if you want to get in on that and actually i've got a clue later in this episode uh, that if you listen closely, I'll give you a hint. It's in the mayhem segment. Um, if you're the first person to email me with this, uh, with what I tell you to email me, you'll be the third one. We're gonna have four, and the grand prize, Chris, will be what? Once again, you get to guest host on the uh, podcast with us. We'll Fuck give you yeah. a list of uh, some subjects that we're gonna yeah. cover. They and can pick one. Let you pick one and. Co-host the show Co-host with us. Co-host the show. Do, get on some Messenger and talk with us. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're ahead. located. We'll get you on Messenger or Skype. And Stephanie uh, from Toledo, Ohio got the last yeah, one. Yeah, she did. That she was did. an awesome episode. That was really good. She yeah. picked Eileen Warnos, which is funny because that was who she won with yep. in the cage match. Which was perfect. Which was really <laughs> good. So, so anyway, we'll talk more about that in the Mayhem segment. Give you a little more info on that. Uh, huge thanks to our sponsor, SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Bonesaw, what do you think of this shit, dude? The fucking it's awesome. lamp. As soon as I get back to work, I'm going to be buying some stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking right. That's, That's actually the first time I got to see the lamp in person. Nice. Yeah, yeah, what about Spike? Spike that, here, yeah. dude. Fuck. That's fucking sick, man. <laughs> I definitely need something like that on my coffee table. Yeah. Fucking right, dude. And Tony made that just for us when we did our 100th episode on uh, the uh, Demonic Possession episode that we did. Uh, Tony made that when he thought of demonic possession. Apparently, that's Chris, saw. that's what he yep. saw. So. Yep. With the Black Crypt podcast. Yeah, that was good having those guys in here for that. So Tony Campagna delivering the goods. He's got a great website at SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. So check it out. Buy some shit. He's got fucking lamps, hats, jackets, all sorts of things. Very wicked. So again, SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Support the underground Guys like Tony, he's doing this for a living now. So right, yeah. So and help for the him products, out. it is not. Oh yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, no, the, it's the amazing. Are very, shit. very fucking top nice. shelf, man. Like shit you'd see in a good horror movie, yeah. not shitty. I mean, no. they look very real, very realistic. Yeah, yeah, dude. What about the teeth on there though? That's oh, I love the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he's about that. He's making face masks now too. Bones oh yeah, on. I saw. I saw. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I think of a. Shorter band name. I'm gonna get one of those severed arms. But yeah, there you go. Gotta come up with something <laughs> shorter that'll difficult. fit on. The great... Might have to have him do a leg for me or something. There right? you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So big thanks to all you motherfuckers out there listening. We really appreciate it. It's so great to see people from all over the globe getting their murder on with us, and we really do appreciate it. It's it's just very humbling to see the numbers. Uh, this week we're at uh, 4,600, I think total listens and that's that's just awesome so thanks guys really appreciate, appreciate it fuck yeah dude keep spreading it out big time um we got our hands full tonight though got some brutal carnage at the hands of the gainesville ripper dude so we better get to it 
Fuck so, yeah, Chris, dude. what the fuck do we got to do? Let's get our fucking murder on, man. That's fucking sick, God man. damn it. Fuck yeah, it is. That fucking new incinerate. Yeah, that's Ugh. fucking wicked. That song is called Lux and Tenebris. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It fucking right? crushes, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I've been jamming that at the Nation lately. Yeah, Fuck that's yeah. what I saw you guys were talking about. And Bonesaw, I saw you shared it the other day. Yep. And I was like, wow. Love uh, it. On Comatose Records. And actually, Steve from Comatose... You know, back in his lust of decay yep. days, he and I knew each other very well when I was doing heavy core. And so I saw they were on comatose. I asked Jesse if uh, Steve still runs the label, and he said he does. I'm like, hell yeah, tell him I yep. said hi. So it's it's a small world out there. But yeah, Jesse, uh, we're going to be doing an interview with him uh, from Incinerate. Uh, it's going to be badass. Uh, hoping to do that maybe this weekend, but we'll let you know about that. Uh, should be awesome. So... All right, well, tonight, our feature on uh-huh. Danny Rowling, the Gainesville Ripper, an American serial killer who murdered five college students over a four-day period in late August Shit. 1990. Danny rolling that good. <laughs> <laughs> he is rolling. Uh, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, he had the citizens terrified, uh, especially the college students just coming back from summer break. Uh, his crimes were gruesome for sure. Some of the victims raped before murdered. He also posed some. Maybe after. And uh, yeah, or after. <laughs> One and, of them was. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what's so weird with him is he kind of differed on some of the killings uh, details. Um, he admitted to a triple homicide in Shreveport, Louisiana, where he had lived before he lived in Florida. Uh, It's a wild one and very interesting murder to uh, study because of the different things he did at each of these crime scenes. So if it wasn't for the Shreveport murders, he would have been more of a spree killer. Right. Since it it happened over such a short short span span of time. Yeah. Multiple locations, but short span. Now, Bonesaw, what was it about the Gainesville Ripper? As I said in the intro, you know, all of us sitting at this table, we're all about serial killers. There are certain ones that certain, you know, of, of us that just take an interest to. What is it about rolling that you find interesting? Actually, before I even knew he was a serial killer, I can't remember the dude's name. He's an older dude that I used to work with, and he was singing the Mystery Rider song oh, one wow. time. That's and I'm show. like, dude, what the hell is that you're singing? And he said, it's by Danny Rowling. And I'm like, Why? I was like I've never heard of him. <laughs> Who is that? And he's like, oh, he's actually a serial killer from Florida. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. That got your attention. Yeah, and then so right? I found, I went to the, uh, where was it? Barnes & Noble, I think, and was looking at serial killer books and found one with him in there and read it. Oh, wow. And I was looking at him and reading what he did, and I'm like, how the fuck? Did this guy, yeah. Yeah, looking at him, you wouldn't. He, yeah, he has, like, such a good singing voice, good guitar player. Right. Looks pretty normal. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, how I the know, hell did so he do all up. this? And it was just, it just like blew my mind. So then I, I'd start watching all the uh, true crime stuff on TV oh, right. and like, well, it was VCR tape back then. Back in the day. And I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd record everything. I had a VCR tape with like 
five hours of nothing but Danny, Danny Rolling stuff oh, wow. that I'd read over and over. I was just fascinated with how like what, what made this yeah, dude do this. He's shit. such a good singer. He, <laughs> he, dude, he could he could you know get a record deal. Yeah. And I'm like, he's out here cutting these people up. Yeah, it's blew my up. mind. That yeah. is crazy, Chris Joey. What do you think makes Rolling an interesting one to talk about? I mean, he's from Louisiana. He goes to Gainesville. Right. He wants to go to school and become a gator, but they don't let him. So he's like, I'm going to be a fucking gator. I'm going to fucking rip these people apart. That's right. Fuck you guys, man. No, it's a a fucked up story, though. Yeah, Yeah, I just feel like, like you're saying, like we were saying a little bit ago, like just the way he did the different murders, like they weren't all the same. How he placed the bodies, like we'll talk about. And just like the story itself is just pretty fucked up. And just, just a fucking crazy dude that. Nobody really thought would do that. Although he did get into a lot of fucking trouble before that, but yeah, not, yeah, not, but not uh, nobody like thought this. anything like this. No, dude. and well, I think what these ones that are not as well known, I think it's interesting. I think it's like a lot of us are into the more underground metal. At least with me, you always love it when you know of a band that not a lot of people do, yeah. and you like love to share it. Like, dude, dude have you ever heard out. of so and so? And so it's like that with Rawling is like a lot of people don't really know who he is. Might have heard of the Gainesville Ripper, but, you know, maybe not. And I, so. I think uh, that he maybe like if you had met him like back then, you wouldn't have known what he had did and stuff. But to say that he was off the radar is kind of a misstatement because he was really the prime suspect in the triple homicide in Louisiana. They yeah, just had right. no way to connect him. Oh, OK. Like his deathbed basically is whenever he finally admitted to that almost and up till that point they were like man we knew it was him the whole time but there was nothing they could do right but he also he had to admit it because he said he was going to kill a person for each year he was in prison he was in prison for eight years years. so he's like i only killed five of these motherfuckers so that's why i always wondered i'm like did he really do it i mean it's i'm sure he did but i'm like man is he just trying to get that number eight oh that's funny that's what he said he was going to do is kill eight that's funny well, when I learned about Danny Rowling, I wasn't surprised to find out about his fucked up childhood because yeah. that seems to be a common denominator with a lot of these guys. Uh, he's born in Shreveport, Louisiana in 1954 to a mother, Claudia. And an, I hope uh, he was born to a mother. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> or a jackal like in The Omen. And a Shreveport police officer, James Rowling, who, who was his dad, is a total fucking asshole. And I don't know if we've ever done one of these cases, Chris, where the dad was yeah, a cop. I can't think that's of that a new one on anything, me. Any other serial killer at all? He's yeah, like no, offhand. I mean, we've done some like, that are hard asses, but I don't believe we've ever done one cop. where the guy's a cop. So Obviously, that's kind of interesting. Where the guy wanted to be a cop but couldn't be like fucking uh, Kemper and Kemper, shit. Kemper, right? To be a cop and shit. That's like true. An, uh, Angelo or uh, Bianchi. Yeah, Bianchi right. wanted to be a cop, but nobody who's actually had a yeah was dad a is a cop which is pretty fucking yeah crazy. it is crazy uh he does have one brother kevin but that's pretty much it um now joey uh that adds a bit of a wrinkle to this story you know i mean we talk about you know that uh you know his dad was a total piece of shit who beat on him you know him and his brother with belts telling him they're fucking worthless i mean this is the kind of thing that just seems to start them down that path man that abusive you know parent yeah i mean i agree with that but i feel like if you put all the killers side by side and a lot of the ones that were beat by their dads and stuff like that a lot more of them seem to have issues with uh children 
and right. homosexuality. Like, just to be honest, right? A lot of them aren't the women killing serial killers like like Daniel Rowling was. So uh, while I'm sure that he got abused by his dad and that was a big thing, I feel like there was probably other underlying things that made him go the way he did into the mutilation of the women. Right, I'm so, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like Ted Bundy, and you got people like that. Like they specifically targeted these young, attractive girls for reasons like right, unknown, personal. Yeah. Right, of course. Now Claudia claimed that James Rowling, uh, the husband, had tried to make her cut herself with a razor, prompting her to have to go to the hospital. I'm not quite sure what the deal was with that. I didn't read any detail about that. I don't know if anybody knows any more about that yeah, than sure. than that. Um, you know, maybe he was trying to make it look like a suicide. I don't really know. This guy sounds like he was a real piece of shit. Um, I also read that he held Danny down and handcuffed him um, and asked the police to take him away. Yeah. So again, all these kinds That's of crazy. things certainly gonna gonna add up to you know just the kid being fucked up and chris i don't know what the deal is with this dude um it's probably what really started him going down a negative path i mean i mean it couldn't help that i mean he probably had some kind of mental shit too because like oh i'm sure like his dad was beating his mom while she was pregnant with him and shit right that's true so like who knows what kind of brain damage he's got from that and right right like and like the torture thing like because I saw somewhere that his dad brought a dog home, but his dad just beat the shit out of the dog all the fucking time, like in front of him and shit. So wow. I, he always told him he was worthless too. And I know Rowling really took that right. with him into adulthood. Yeah. Uh, that whole feeling of being worthless and wanted to, of course, been search is crazy. His power up over his victims, which kind of ties in with that whole psychiatry thing. Um, now, as a teenager and young adult, Danny would find himself in trouble a lot. Um, he was arrested several times for robbery in Georgia. So I didn't know. Did he live in Georgia for a while, or was he just in Georgia? I don't know if he was just passing committing through, crimes. <laughs> <laughs> just going route to that Florida, drifter robber. <laughs> That's right. I mean, that seemed to have been you know with other killers that we've seen um, quite the path between Texas and yeah and uh, Florida, Florida, yeah. All those states in between, like, have the accessibility for killing right. people. Right, totally, totally. He did a lot of peeping Tom crimes in his young life. Uh, he would have had a hard time holding down a steady job due to a lot of these issues, of course, and with authority. Uh, May 1990, uh, Danny tried to kill his father during an argument, which led <laughs> Dude, to his dad so losing an eye and an ear. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Shot man? a motherfucker in the head twice. Yeah. Is that what he did? He shot him? Oh, wow. Because I was wondering, what the fuck did he do to him that he lost his eye and his <laughs> yeah. ear? God damn. So they got in a fight at a family whatever, and he shot him in the face. Fucking yeah, head it, it twice. Time for that, but didn't kill him, so he fucking didn't get no murder. But still, dude, holy Damn, shit. Damn, that's pretty brutal, like, fuck man. Fuck you, dad. But fuck it. Yeah, yeah I like, guess. I'm over your shit, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm done with your bullshit, man. I think if you did that to Paul back, he'd just whip your ass anyway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe have a beer before he went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> what if, if he fucking. I mean. I didn't see any facts or nothing about it. It would be crazy if he shot him with a service revolver. It would. Oh, he yeah. used his own service. Yeah. That would be Yeah, that would fucked. be fucked up. So backing up a bit, uh, Danny's responsible, or I'm sorry, I should have asked you, Bonesaw, what, uh, what do you think about the these guys starting out with these small crimes and kind of building? I mean, we see that a lot. I think it's all about killers. progression. They, they always start small. It's like, well, I got away with that. 
Right. And it just keeps building and building. Right, for sure. Right. And I'm Plus, sure they that, don't, you know, like, it's like when people smoke pot and then that's not enough. So then, you know, they yeah, want to take more. <laughs> They're doing fucking meth and all kinds of crazy you know. shit. So maybe it's like that. You yeah, think? What, yeah, what else can I get thrill, away with? Right. You know, gets off on the thrill of stealing and then that's yeah. not enough and he's got to, you know, peep or whatever the fucking yep. shit he was doing all so. the way up to murder and then i mean after that it's like what else can you do right. i guess I'm, necrophilia i guess i plateaued right here so i'm gonna say well yeah there you go yeah you got that but <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> so backing up though before 1990 he's responsible for this triple homicide in shreveport louisiana uh it was november 1989 when a 55 year old man his 24 year old daughter julie an eight-year-old grandson were murdered in their home. Uh, Julie's body was mutilated, cleaned, and posed in a sexually provocative manner. And this would later be his calling card. Yeah, he did weird shit. In Gainesville, uh, Joey, do you know what the reason was? Or do you know any background on those Shreveport uh, murders? I'm not exactly sure what, was his, it a robbery? what his motivation was. Either I, I thought maybe robbery, but I think it was more of a... Um, Maybe he was after somebody sexually. Okay. Because I don't think anything was stolen from the home. Okay. And, and did he know? I don't know if he I, knew them. I don't them. think he knew them at I all. I don't think he knew them either. And the only, like, because he broke into the home, you know, and killed father, daughter, who was 24. Right. And then her son. Yeah, that's awful. And then the mother of the son found out he wasn't in school. I believe that was the case and called. Oh, wow the police you know and that's whenever they went to the home and checked found it, it unlocked but it, and that's the thing too is there was no sign of entry in that case so i think he just found an easy access i don't think it was murder i think he definitely had you know sexual tendencies in mind and you know you look forward to the to the three homicide scenes in florida later on two of those doors were unlocked as well right which he brought tools with him, right? To but didn't need them. Yeah. Didn't need them. So and the fact like, that there was a like a eight year old kid, yeah, in this yeah. One too, I, was like might have surprised them. Surprised the shit out of him. Didn't know where else to go to this homicide, right? Because Shreveport's a pretty good sized city, right? So. Exactly. So I don't know yeah. if he had you know been trolling them and stalking right. them, or if right. he just saw a uh, an opportunity, right? Yes. Right. Now, Chris, uh, he had a thing for the nipples. I'm wondering if he was making himself a nipple belt, you know? Like Tony Campagna from Spellbound Affection Art is supposed to make us a nipple belt. Tony, we're still waiting on the nipple belt. (laughs) But no, all kidding aside, what the fuck is the deal with the nipples, man? I don't know. I guess, like, like that first murder, wasn't he, like, on a bicycle, too, or some shit when he was leaving that motherfucker? I think so. And, like, he had, like, the nipples in his bag. Just, like, (laughs) he cut this poor girl's nipples off and took them with him like some ed gein shit yeah and just <laughs> for no reason taken off on a bike though that yeah that's what freaked me that out. that is but, pretty bizarre yeah, yeah like you said but still posed the body in some kind of sexual i wonder if he rang formation. the bell maybe as he drove off or rode <laughs> oh, off man the jokes ring, are so, ring. I'm, sorry i'm gonna say it maybe the use the nipple to ring the bell like a hard nipple dude oh they <laughs> Now, early I'm not morning. To make fun of these victims. Oh, I know. I mean, we we talk about this all the time. We goof around, and it's not because we think these people are are funny. They're pieces of shit. It's just so dark. You almost, you know, the way our sense of humor is, we kind of find humor in the dark and disturbing. And certainly not a show for people that don't agree with our sense of humor. That's for Watched sure. Watched a lot of horror movies. That's right. <laughs> Now, the early morning of Friday, August 24th in 1990s, now down in Gainesville, 
Uh, he gains access to an apartment shared by two girls who are students at the University of Florida. Uh, he's prepared to break in, and in Joey, as you rightfully mentioned, he finds a fucking door yeah, unlocked. It's like, I? damn, you know, but... <laughs> You know, it's a different time, and the Gainesville wasn't looked at as a high crime area. It was the college you know, area. College they weren't area. looking for people to. They weren't expecting people to be doing this shit at all. Right, right. Maybe come in and steal your wallet, maybe because it's college right. kid. Like, oh, I need more beer. Fuck. Right. <laughs> or you might, you might just find out a uh, find a passed out college student on your couch. Oh, I came in the wrong apartment, bro. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so- so, yeah, they weren't expecting this. You had Sonia Larson and Christine Powell. Uh, they're sleeping inside. He goes in. Um, he puts tape over, duct tape over Sonia's mouth while she was sleeping upstairs and just starts stabbing her, man. That was fucking brutal. Uh, she dies in the bed. Uh, then he goes downstairs where Christina, who is only 17 years old, sleeping on the couch, uh, he tied her up, cut her clothes off with a knife before violently dun, raping dun. her. Uh, then he turned her face down and stabbed her to death in the back. I mean, it's fucking nasty shit. He posed both of the bodies in sexually suggestive ways, took a shower and left. I mean, Bonesaw, wow, very bloody crime scene. Yeah, a little bit. And was this one of the two victims, the, the one victim that he, he had yeah, sex think, with after she died? Yeah, I think Christine Powell is the I'm one from, that yeah, he had yeah, sex Powell. with after, yeah, after she had passed. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah that, and the fact that like, he took the time to fucking clean the bodies and shit, too. Like, right. And then fuck the shit up. Ugh. Yeah, he tried to he tried to you know cover his tracks. You know didn't uh, maybe succeed. Um, you know they find soap next to Christina Joey. And what was he doing with the, <clears throat> the soap? I mean, I think he was just trying to wash evidence. Yeah, I think they were saying he tried to clean like his <laughs> DNA yeah. off her, but obviously in 1990. DNA wasn't, it wasn't what it is like today, it is right. I, but it still was there. Right at that know. time, you had an idea that the cops could connect you right. to certain things like that. So right. I don't know, possibly he fucking jacked off on them or what he well, did. Well, they did say they found semen on all the freaking it, it, murder yeah. sites. So right. I imagine he probably tried to clean some of that and just... As we know now, that shit fucking saturates any fucking oh, surface. You're not cleaning that shit. Shit, I've known that right. since I'm 13, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got clothes standing up in the corner that could attest to that, I'm you know sure. You, you know your son hit puberty and you'll walk in and stub your toe on his sock. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's good, now a day later, Saturday, August 25th, Rowling would break into the apartment of Christina Hoyt. That was weird with the... Christine and then Christina, really yeah. weird. Um, I thought that was an odd, uh, you know, coincidence for sure. Yeah, that they had basically the same name. Yeah, really weird. Um, he also had a thing for p- petite brunettes, which similar to Bundy with the brunettes. And oddly, later in when he's captured, Rowling admits that he was all about Bundy. Man, Bundy was like this his fucking and idol shit, and yeah. shit. And, of course, we know Bundy also killed college students in Florida, so it is kind of weird that he made that route, wondered if he was trying to follow in Bundy's footsteps, right? You know, only a couple of years earlier in Tallahassee in 1978 was when Bundy was doing his thing, so definitely a lot of similarities there. He was probably watching the whole Bundy 
story oh, yeah. fucking oh, as I'm it sure. was going. Like, oh my God, this is what yeah, I want Yeah, this is do. my guy here. Taking notes. <laughs> yeah, definitely taking For notes. For sure. And I mean, we've talked about a lot of serial killers being interested in other serial killers. You know, uh, we know that uh, BTK was all about H.H. H. Holmes and, and Harvey Glattman and some of these uh, different yeah. killers. You know, they tend to, you know, idolize these fucking guys, you know. Um, taking, like you said, taking notes, like mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. I want trying to learn this. from his mistakes, you know. Right. Don't lose the tire iron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like next week, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the guy we're doing next week, you know, burying these kill kits. Yeah. Where he's going to go so that he doesn't get caught with the shit on him like Bundy did, you know, yeah, which is a very go interesting. There, leave, come Gertie back. Gertie got yeah, all this stuff sure. there, so pretty crazy. Now, Rowling was able to pry the uh, sliding glass door open in Christina Hoyt's apartment with a K-bar knife. Uh, he bound her, cut her clothes off with a knife, and raped her before stabbing her like the others, so... Bone saw with this victim, he would go a bit further. Uh, and what does yeah. he do with the fucking body after she's fucking Poor dead, girl, dude? Well, he cut her head off and put it on the shelf across the room, which right. I'm not sure he did that. But he also facing the door, yeah. right? So yeah. the head was facing the door yeah. when they walked in. That had to be pretty fucked see, up. Like, yeah. That'd be like walking in here, I guess, looking at the lamp or spike, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then he did some with mirrors, although we were trying to figure out exactly what he did. We don't know. Yeah, so. he posed the he propped the body up and then put broken pieces of mirrors like around it. I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not sure if it's like he saw her and thought she was like vain, a vain person, right. you know. And the whole I mean, that seems thing. like what the broken mirrors would, you know. So yeah, she her reflection was in all these pieces of mirrors. It's possible, so. or to shock the people coming in, being able yeah. to see it from different yeah. angles. Hard to say, but I did see references to mirrors. Um, Joey, he's definitely got Gainesville freaking the fuck out, and I saw that there was a new president at the university. That had to be a hell of a fucking first week <laughs> in the job, man. I mean, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Parents like, are freaking the fuck out. That's yeah. the last thing that you expect to have to deal with when well, you yeah. that job. And all right? of a sudden, you're in the University of president, yeah. you know. And all these students, yeah, all, all these students are like, uh, I'm just going home. Fuck yeah. this shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, and they're hiring, like, uh, bodyguards and shit for the sororities and shit right like straight like motherfuckers some of the interviews you heard with the students are like yeah i'm just going home i ain't dealing with this yeah i'll start my semester later fucking those parents like right telling their kids fucking hey get the fuck home man having this happen to you right of course so like yeah it, it, they were pretty fucked up yeah, now why do you think, Chris, he posed the victims the way he did? Was it the shock value when I, they saw the victim, or was there something more to it? I think it was the shock value, but also I think that he kind of got some kind of sexual gratification out of it. I think he enjoyed posing the bodies and looking at them. Now, he never took any pictures or anything, like fucking BDK or whatever, but right. he, I, I think his visual of it never left, and he enjoyed it like that pretty much. So, like... He enjoyed it a lot. The same fucking uh, Red Dragon. Just talking about the mirror thing, but yeah. Edward Norton goes on to explain. He figures out, you know, because they had the fucking broken mirrors in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Because he mm. wanted it to appear like they were looking back at him. Right. What if that's the shit that Rowling was in? That'd be weird shit. It's very that, possible. I, even, I can't believe I didn't me. think of that. It wouldn't surprise oh, me yeah. at all, man. 
Now, the national media are following the crimes. Uh, the parents are freaking the fuck out. Like Chris said, pulling the kids out of school to start, you know, a semester later, hoping that the guy would be caught. And, of course, this is before cell phones where people couldn't get a hold of each other very easily. So parents are definitely losing it. Uh, even worse than the coronavirus. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> Now, two days later, Danny Rowling bre uh, breaks into another apartment. Um, so he's just going on a fucking tear here. Uh, this time it's a male and female uh, who were friends since high school, Tracy Pauls and Manny Taboda. Uh, he broke into the place like the last one with the K-bar knife and the sliding glass door. And I was reading that, and I thought it was funny because when I first met Jenny at her apartment, she had a sliding glass door, and she said... When her dad and mom came to see the place, that was the first thing they got or was something a, to, a block to block that. Yeah. Because they were like, uh, no. And I wondered if that had anything to do with this, <laughs> right. you know, because that would definitely, you know, get me if I had a, a daughter in an apartment and saw that sliding glass door. I'm like, yeah, we need to do something to prop that, yeah. you know, to where somebody can't get in. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Rolling surprises Manny while he slept. Uh, and stabbed him dozens of times. You know, he struggled and fought hard. This dude was yeah, six foot tall. Dude. He was a big guy, played football in high school, good shape. But, you know, Rowling obviously had the element of surprise and a knife. Yeah, those K-bars ain't nothing to fuck with. I mean, no. it's, just, it's a basic knife, but they're pretty decent size. It's yeah. Like a six, six seven Something Isn't like that. Isn't it a military issue? Yeah, yeah. I think the Marines, the Marines used them because yeah. I, never, I never had yeah. one, but I know what they are. So, yeah, I think it's a Marine thing. Um, hearing all the noise, Tracy comes into Manny's room and sees what's going on. She runs, tries to lock herself in her room, but he gets in anyway. Uh, he binds her up, cuts her clothes off, rapes her, stabs her in the back, same as the others. Um, and again, with the nipples, man, cuts the nipples off and poses the body, but he didn't do anything with Manny. I wonder, do you guys think he knew Manny was there? I don't there? think he knew he was there. I think that surprised him. Yeah. I personally think that. I, I would have to say I agree with that because we saw that with like the Golden State Killer. He was killing all these women and then they said, oh, he never yeah. breaks into a place yeah. with a man and then all of a sudden he started doing that. Trying to throw him off a little bit. Well, or to yeah. be like, fuck you, I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you too. know, with him because he was so fucking pompous. But... With this guy, I think he was surprised. Bonesaw, what do you think, man? You think he was yeah, expecting I think, Yeah, that? I don't think he expected that. Okay, nope. especially not a guy of that size. Yeah, definitely You know what not. I mean? Why would you throw yourself in that situation if you've got mm -hmm. an entire city of college kids? Why would you do that, you know? I mean, he won the battle i guess but yeah still still it but, was it could have gone the other way pretty yeah, easy exactly. you like know? like you said why would you want to do that if right you, there's a possibility but yeah. manny had a, some defensive wounds like he put up a fucking fight oh for yeah real though oh yeah now bone saw he's in berserker mode at this point he's killed five probably pretty damn cocky because he's oh. getting away with it what do you think, man? Is he? Do you think he was just like going to keep rolling with this? Oh yeah, he, pun intended. He like <laughs> rolling, rolling. He got obsessed with it, and he's getting away with it. And then right. I think he just became addicted to it. Yeah, and it was like a high for him. Yeah, but only a couple yeah. of days. Yeah. I mean, a lot of but, these serial yeah. killers will go months oh. between victims, you know. But this yeah. motherfucker was like, every couple he's days just trying man. to stack them up quick. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, now, Joey, what happened to Rowling after this? He leaves the Gainesville area, right? To, yeah, after the heat's uh, getting a little bit much. It's a little too much for him. He uh, he leaves. They get two suspects. Um, one of them's a mentally challenged student, I believe, was the case. Yeah, Anyhow, Humphrey. Yeah, right. And they ended up clearing both of them. So I, I can't remember how long it went by, uh, but. Up in Ocala, Florida, right? Um, they get a call about a you know possible burglary, and they get there, and it's Danny Rowling, mm-hmm. and his tools match yep. the marks right. from the fucking Florida uh, murders, right? So they get him on that, but they arrest him on the the, the burglary charge, right? He's uh, living in a, a tent encampment in the woods, right? You know, doing his fucking. His hanging thing. out, his dude. thing, yeah. his singing, yeah. Someone, dude, right. album. Tapes, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. He's he's a weird dude, but uh, and that's why he was held on that charge and put in jail. And it, and it actually wasn't until 1992 that they brought the charges of murder against him, right? Uh, officially, but yeah, uh, burglary yeah. and having them tools. Just if you know the heat's on you and shit, you gotta get rid of all get rid of all that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. now I mean. Going back to Humphrey, Chris, I mean, Edward Humphrey, Joey mentioned, he's one of the guys they thought did it. He was a pretty likely he suspect. He was like a yeah. super prime suspect. They, they he was living in the in. building where Tracy he, and Manny lived. He got kicked lived. out for fighting with his fucking roommates and shit. And, right. Uh, he had mental issues. He had scars all over his face from, from a car accident. accident. So he was kind of weird looking, you know, and kind of what people conjure in their mind. Of a serial killer, not the guy like Bonesaw exactly. said that looks like he could be your next door neighbor yep. and saying hi as he's cutting his grass. This dude Humphrey kind of looked like what you would expect right, right. the guy and he to had look like. Threatened multiple people with yeah. knives too, saying I got knives. I oh know yeah, I could skin people. Yeah. and all that, and it it obviously turned out not to be him. But they held him for quite a while in fucking jail. Yeah, it was like they, two weeks um, before they. Uh, well, with Rawling in uh, in Ocala, September seventh um, was only a couple of weeks after the Gainesville murders. Was when uh, Rowling was arrested from the bank robbery because a, a clerk put some of those exploding ink pellets in yeah, with the bag, right. yeah. and it blew up. And then that's when he was living at that <laughs> campsite. Yep. He's out of money. He's desperate. But conveniently, he he sets up camp right by an apartment building where college kids were. So he's pretty predictable, man. He knows, you know, where he wants to be and kind of strategically, you know, situating himself there. But like you said, Joey, that screwdriver matched the marks at one of the buildings in uh, Gainesville. And that's how they figured it out. Then there was the cassette tape that they found there, and at first they didn't even listen to it, but then later they would, and then they find this fucking crazy-ass confession and these songs and... Bonesaw, I know you're all about uh, some Danny Rowling oh, yeah. songs. Dude, but, I, dig, uh, I think it's good. I mean, like I said, he's a piece of shit. It's just crazy to think of the guy killing women and 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 uh, necrophilia yeah. and chopping heads off and putting them in you know <laughs> mirrors and all this other stuff. And then busting out the acoustic yep. at the campfire yeah. and recording yourself. Campfire songs, man. Shit. So I this mean, is the cop. Not that he was killing people like that, but Charles Manson. Oh yeah, he did, all he did murders, shit. And he yeah. was playing campfire songs all day long, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost in the Beach Boys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that's right. So I got a clip here. It's about thirty seconds long of the song that we referenced earlier, "Mystery Rider." 
uh, from Danny Rowling. But this is from the tape that he made out there at that campsite. So let's check it out. Wow, I think that's a first, man. Serial killer singing by campfire uh, right after he does some slaying, Chris. I mean, I mean, it sounds like the I mean, best way to relax after a violent yeah, act. Is, I, I mean, guess. You know your adrenaline's pumping. <laughs> right. You got to relax somehow, I guess. <laughs> I, <Shit>. guess. <laughs> I guess. But uh, hearing the serial killer get busted for leaving a cassette tape with his confession behind is definitely a first. That's a first. Yeah. Um, plus the songs he sang, like some hobo, you know, romantically roaming <laughs> the countryside. Kind of crazy. He's like, hobo with the K-bar, not hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> right. <laughs> hobo with an acoustic. <laughs> so, Bone, so you could have Danny Rowling sing one of the songs on your new album if he wasn't dead. Right? Yeah, I do. I totally would have been with it, down with it. Uh, well, maybe not if I knew all that shit. But, right, right. You know. It would, but what if you had recorded the song and then you found out and then you're oh, like, yeah. Wow, I, I got been, something here. Yeah, yeah, I'd have been in a tight spot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, Chris and Joey, how crazy is that? He left the tape behind. Total DIY there, man. Like Definitely old school. DIY. The fact, <laughs> see, the thing, like how we were talking about his parents uh, earlier and shit, and how his dad was a total dick and shit. There is one clip on the of the tape that I heard where he's like talking about like like there's only three people in the world I love my mom my dad and my brother it's like wow it seemed kind of fucked up that he said his dad in there yeah for whatever reason after he shot him in the head twice right. yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it's like what the fuck and like yeah as he's ending one of the things he's like well I'm gonna sign off for a minute I got something to do and that's right before he went yep. to one of the fucking one of the murders I don't remember which one right but like he's like yeah I'm signing off for a minute I got something to do then went and killed somebody and he stole that tape recorder too oh wow yeah. fucking thieves man. Like, <laughs> uh, kind of like uh not really confession remember who was it uh mayhem and they used fucking the grave oh no they euronymous or not euronymous but uh dead dead, dead. when dead, dead yeah. shot himself yeah. he actually oh, yeah. took the well, pictures no 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 yeah yeah they did that but i'm saying there was somebody else that they killed i can't remember if it was euronymous when var killed him and they went to his grave and took a picture there and used that yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's like yeah. using it for your album art. Like, that's fucking that's pretty crazy. Fucked up. Pretty well, fucked, dude. And that's what they thought, too, whenever fucking Brahiria first came out because they had that picture of that fucking dude's decapitated head from that cartel shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, what it was from a fucking train accident. But yeah. everybody thought, oh, my God. You know, that was some cartel yeah, shit. The oh, authorities wow. were even like, hey, what's this? Because that was like the first time people were using like real imagery like that for their album art right um because i mean and that was even in the time like right after uh petals of flesh or whatever that was that japanese movie um and charlie sheen saw it and got all freaked out because he thought it was a snuff film and they went to the fbi and they went and fucking made, like the director <laughs> i don't even know if that I it wasn't fucking a real snuff film and all right that shit. Shit god was damn for a while back then no wow. shit <laughs> i didn't even see that shit i didn't check that out you got it yeah, yeah. Nice. Now, as uh, Joey pointed out, Rowling was already in prison for that robbery. Uh, so he's brought to trial four years later after the murders in Gainesville, Tualatchua County, Florida. 
Uh, he told them his motive was become a, quote, superstar like yeah. Ted Bundy, end quote. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, just before that 1994 trial would start, Rowling pled guilty to all the charges at the last minute. Um, Court TV covered the sentencing phase of the trial and interviewed his mother on camera. And I read that his father could be heard yelling in the background. Bonesaw, did you have you ever seen any of that? I didn't see it, it? but I, I read some stuff about it. And the only thing I remember is his mom saying that by the age six, she knew something was wrong with him. And she, she said yeah. his voice changed. She said the way he talked and would respond. Oh wow! She said that's what she, that's when she knew something was going on I with him. I could see him spending the rest of his yeah. life in prison or some shit yeah. like that. Oh, I did wow. see that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> At six, she realized Goals. that. But yeah, yeah. yeah fuck. His voice she changed. She was right though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking right crazy. Though, yeah. Mom knows her son, right? <laughs> yes, fuck. And she can see that while living with a piece of shit like his dad too. True, so, yeah. right? You're looking at a piece of shit, and you think right. he's going to be worse. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> a chip off. The old poop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, there would be a few weird similarities with Bundy and Rowling. I read an article on the Killer's End website that mentions the thing with the number 24. I thought this was very interesting. Um, Bundy was born on November 24th and executed on January 24th. The Gainesville murders started on August 24th and began on Archer Road, which is also known as State Road. 24 and the second murder was on southwest 24th avenue so very very God strange damn. a lot of fucking 24 yeah i mean chris i was not aware of that coincidence had you ever heard no of that i didn't before? even realize that at all it's a, the notes that you sent and shit but i didn't realize there was that many 24s yeah about. really strange i looked up a couple of them and they're right i didn't go through every one of those but Quite a few of them I did, and, and they were all right. New idea for a song, guys. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Now, while Rowling was in prison, he would get the typical fan mail from women, but Sandra London, a true crime author, Loved him. very <laughs> strange, uh, collaborated with him on a book called Making a, of a Serial Killer, The True Story of the Gainesville Murders. Uh, they were actually engaged for a time, but there's a bizarre clip on YouTube where he's in court and he just starts singing to her and the judge is like trying to get him to shut up. It's pretty funny. Uh, check this out. I, I thought you guys would get a kick out of this. I'm going to have to please the court. Um, could I address the court? Sure. Say whatever you want to say. Thank you. I recall the day I first saw you, I reached out to say I love you, but it was hard to say I couldn't touch you, so tell me baby what were my words, all my tears run together. Excuse me, Mr. Ross. Down Mr. the path you choose, Mr. Ross. <laughs> Mr. Ross. Tell me, baby, what were my... What the fuck with that guy, man? <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> the judge is like, Mr. Hey, Rawling. Like Mr. Said, Rawling. He'll acapella in the courtroom and shit, and it sounded good, though. Yeah, fuck. yeah. it's not pretty <laughs> good, man. You. It's good. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Now, Chris, I did see that Danny Rowling also did some paintings. Uh, what was the deal with that? Yeah, uh, well, fucking Sandra was also selling his shit like shit. Like, 
trying making money and there was a whole conflict about the son of sam laws and shit right that. like her, her uh like the victim's families were pissed off about it because she was selling his shit like right what uh one of the brothers was straight up like if you fucking make another cent off of my sister's death I'm, i'll fucking kill you i don't got nothing else to lose and shit basically Damn. like that fucking but but he I apparently did some good paintings, smart work, but she was trying to sell it. And she it got had a fucked lot up. of MOs of uh, trying to make money off of serial I was just going to say, yeah, a lot Joey, of not yeah. just him. Because yeah, I read that she him. was also at another serial killer. She was Scheffler. was yeah. in fucking uh, G.J. Schaefer. Um, I'm not quite sure. I'm not real familiar with his case. But I know she was involved with him, and she was writing a book about his story. So yeah. she seemed like, Joey, she had... Some monetary motives right, here. Right, you get uh, you get these women who everybody knows are like groupies of serial killers, of course. Right, right. So you got that aspect of it, and then if you got somebody who can also make some money somehow, of it, yeah, that's even fucking more. Oh, sure. And, that, and I feel like that's kind of like uh, the lady. I can't remember the lady that fucking adopted Eileen Warnos. Right, yeah, that right. Was her story Valley, and all yeah. That. So I feel it's kind of the same way, but very similar. Yeah, yes. people like if you'd make some money and you, oh can fucking, yeah, you know what else she gets too. If anything doesn't work out, she also gets a victim's mentality. Oh, God, I was with this dude. You know, it's, right. it's fucked up. They're looking for a lot of psychological things. Like yeah, that. yeah. The, his, some of his art, though, wasn't actually that bad. And when I bought pretty that shit impressive. off her, fuck yeah, she would have made my money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, No, his art really was. And, yeah, his and art how, was pretty decent. I personally, you know, kind of like Bonesaw, I, I dug his music, too, what I heard. I just wish that there had been, like, some kind of better quality. Right. Actually got into the studio and did some right. shit. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. that's what he gets. He should have been doing that instead of instead fucking killing. That's right. Ripping nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, now, there was a memorial put up to the Gainesville victims. Uh, Rowling was eventually executed in Florida State Prison in uh, 2006 by lethal injection. I did read his last meal was lobster tail. Yeah. And I do know we talked to Tex uh, one of those last times we had him on the show. Of course, Tex is our buddy that's a prison guard down in Texas. And he said, that doesn't happen anymore, at least in the state of Texas. They you have to eat fuck you get. Yeah. whatever's on the fucking menu. So if it's Sloppy Joe, that's yeah, what that's the what fuck you're get. getting, a lobster tail for you. So, uh, Joey, if you had to, a last meal request, what what would it be, man? Man, I don't even know if I would have an appetite knowing that was going to I know. Right. I was like, thinking the, the same the thing. Well, like, if I could have anything, I, I would probably say, you know, some barbecue spare ribs. Okay. Maybe some strawberry shortcake with it. Okay. Yeah. What about something to drink? Like, anything special, maybe? Uh... I mean, I would probably take a lot of booze at that point if they give it to me. <laughs> you guys going to give me booze? I don't even drink, but I think I need to be drunk. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Bonesaw? If you had a I, last meal request, what, nothing what would fancy it be? like that. I can tell you what mine would be chicken flavored ramen, two packets with the water drained. Okay. Peanut butter sandwich, and Evan Williams. Okay. I mean, right, besides dude. the right. Evan, you'd have right. to go for the You can get yeah. the rest of that in jail. In no jail problem. right now, yeah. That's, Chris, that's what favorite. about you, man? Oh. Last meal Pussy. request. Pussy. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's a red lobster close, I'd go for the Seaside Trio. Yeah. Or the Seaside Trio. That's the one I always order there. Um, yeah, I love red lobster. Definitely tacos for real, though. I love tacos. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny thing, though, with the lobster tail, because you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. Um, Instead of a final statement in in total character of rolling, 
He sings a gospel hymn for his final statement. That, yeah. <laughs> that he made up. Injection. He none made it up. None greater than thee, O oh Lord, none greater than thee. And he kept saying that over and over. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That guy was a fucking trip, yeah. man. So he made up his own hymn. Yeah. And, just, and that's what his last words were. Oh, shit. <laughs> Singing them, too. That's yep. so funny. So he did confess, as you guys brought up earlier, to the Louisiana triple homicide. I thought it was interesting. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to bring this up just because I just saw this. Because I brought up the words he said, you know. And they said, this is from the prison guards that were in there. They said, even though prison officials stopped broadcasting Rowling's words to the 47 spectators, including media and family members, after about two minutes, witnesses say his lips continued to move almost until the time his chest stopped rising and falling. God yeah, damn. Yeah, I saw that too. Wow. <laughs> I guess, man. That's just kind of crazy. But uh, Bonesaw kind of fitting for him to sing at the end there like that. He was, he was definitely Singing Danny. Singing fool, man. Yeah, he was Danny rolling all the way till the end. Yeah. I wouldn't sure. expect it anything else. Right. Other than his lips still moving too, I did see somewhere too that uh, one of the family members' watches said that he was like looking right at yeah. him the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Hoyt girls. Yeah. The Hoyt girls. Yeah. Like oh, looking wow. right yeah. at him when he was fucking dying. That's shit. fucked up. Now, apparently a lawyer in Shreveport was suspected in that triple homicide uh, from 1989, and he wrote Danny in prison about it. I think that was on that Reels uh, documentary. I think it was the the daughter's fiance. It was. It was. And he was a, a, you know, he had to, like, leave town. He had to close his practice. It, like, ruined his life. And he wrote to Rowling about it because he had heard that he, you know, he was this, you know, also suspected in this. Oh, right. And Rowling said, "I will make it right before I die." And he yeah. held his word, man. He wrote the statement out and like, look, I exonerated that guy. And hey, I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but he did, you know, at least, at least do right by let that guy. This guy and, go down for what yeah. he did, and like he said, that's his eight. Right. Yep. There and you go. Then, had to hit number eight. So uh, I did see mentioned in Dr. Peter Vronsky's book, Serial Killers, The Method and Madness of Monsters, that Danny Rowling later put out his tips on how to avoid being a victim <laughs> of a murderer like him. It's pretty funny if you read it in the book. Um, he mentioned shit like keeping mace in your purse, have a thirty-eight under your pillow, and then in parentheses he says, it won't go off by accident. <laughs> Fucking right. No, it won't. Yeah, but then Peter Vronsky but Peter Vronsky put an asterisk next to that. Yeah. And it says um experts disagree on or or differ on this or something like you shouldn't do that so i think it was just the cya so nobody Uh, does that and then shoots himself and sues him dr said that was okay said that yeah i get it so i think that might be the reason but i thought it was funny um put empty bottles on your windowsill to alarm you if an intruder breaks and that's not a bad idea idea, no it's not he also talks about putting a screen in your window and nailing it into the opening (laughs) Um, put a deadbolt on your bedroom door so you can barricade yourself. Yeah, in. yeah. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there's too. quite a few things in there, and it and says don't have a hollow core door either because yeah. that motherfucker <laughs> is going down. Yeah, <laughs> and he says something to the effect of "Take it from somebody like me, it pays to be paranoid" or something like that was the quote. So, I did find that interesting, and then also um, I was reading the book by. Steve Giannangelo, The Real Life Monsters, which is amazing. Um, The families of the victims said something to the effect of, 
We hope that people remember don't remember Danny Rowling or speak well of him because of our murdered loved ones. So, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, with with doing podcasts and this whole murderabilia angle. We certainly don't glorify these pieces of shit, but do you guys think we're part of that? I mean, if you're a family member, I mean, we've said this before. I mean, you could totally see how somebody wouldn't be too all happy like, about man, hearing their family member brought up like that. that. Joey? Mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we're definitely a part of it. We're fucking broadcasting, talking about right, this stuff. Right, right. The reasons why we're doing it are different from those persons, and it's not. I don't think it's a right and wrong thing, so it's just the fact that we're going to have to coexist the fact this shit's going to happen. Right. It's going to get talked and about. And yeah. there's going to be victims and families of victims, and that really fucking sucks. Right. Uh, one positive thing I can say is, you know, Florida, University of Florida was, the college itself was really good about not bringing anything up about Gainesville Ripper and making the monument to the students and right. keeping that ever since. Yeah. And, and keeping them alive, which I thought that's really, really important because that's who really suffered was them. Right. 100%. I mean, he was a strange guy and that's the thing that fascinates people like us, of course, but right. those victims were the people that really lost something in this life. Yeah, that's we for sure. That. Even not, their family, yeah. they're victims themselves. Yeah, exactly. yeah and yeah. we're not trying to glorify no. it. We've said that over and over So props again. to University of Florida for doing, I right. liked what they did. I thought I did too, really and it's been there ever since. I, yeah, yeah. Um, now, there were a few documentaries I saw. Um, I mentioned about the one I saw with uh, John Borowski, our friend, uh, filmmaker, uh, was the Reels episode of Murder Made Me Famous, which was very good. I also read uh, that he was the real-life inspiration for the movie Scream, which I, I found see, interesting. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't know I that either. Checking that shit out. Yeah, and you can hear his songs and watch most of these documentaries on YouTube. Uh, as we've mentioned, the song quality is not that good, but you can hear it. Um, there have been a couple of books, an independent film. Um, I did listen to a couple of podcasts, nothing that great. The guys at True Crime all the time do a nice job. Um, I thought it was funny, though. The episode they did on Rolling was like their 200th and something, and they talked about the necrophilia. These guys are pretty tame. They don't definitely get as filthy as we yeah, do yeah. with the cursing and stuff. Um, but anyway, they mentioned the necrophilia, and they said, wow, I think that's the first time we've ever mentioned necrophilia on the show. And I'm like, damn, it took you 200 and something episodes to go there because I'm sure we did it long yeah. before that. It might have been I mean, three. I don't remember. We were eating fucking barbecue and talking about Joe Matheny right. cooking his victims and feeding them to the public at right. a barbecue right. stand. So I just was laughing at the difference between um, – of the way we do our show and the way do 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 theirs, but hats off, I really like those guys. Theirs was very good. The information was good, um, but uh, anyway, certainly a little uh, more PG thirteen than Murder Metal Mayhem. That's for sure. Anything to add to the story, guys? Anything that any of the three of you wanted to bring up? I didn't, or something we want to talk more about? Anything at all? I can't think of nothing offhand other than the fact. I need to start sitting here with a damn pen and a piece of paper because I think of things yeah. that I want to add. Yeah, yeah. short term memory, but <laughs> then it's gone. Yeah, that's why I, I like using the notes because then I don't have to worry about forgetting stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. That's, yeah, that's to me, I couldn't do it unless we did it this way. So, Joey, Bonesaw, no, anything? 
Just no? check out his songs because after hearing this story, you will not believe it's the same guy <laughs> right, singing those yeah. songs. Yeah, he and, does have a nice voice. And if you've seen on our Facebook page, even looking at his pictures, it's yeah. like, what in the shit? Doesn't seem like the and kind even, of guy. Even know? his talking voice is like, yeah, he's pretty mellow. What? You know? yep. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Now, next time we're going to feature another total piece of shit, the very strange case that many of our listeners may not know about. Israel Keys, Chris, I know you brought this up a while back. We heard another podcast do it. So we said, we want to do it, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait a while. Yeah. And, and we, we did. It it's been way. at least a year. Um, but uh, the Alaskan serial killer, this is a new one. Uh, there are others, but yeah. uh, not the one that we've done yet. Hanson's coming up. I can't wait. Oh, uh, yeah, Hansen. that'll be good, Robert Hanson. Um, but he took road trips and murdered all over the United States with some crazy shit with the murder kits he buried in the ground at yeah. these different places. Which is honestly a genius idea. It like, is. Like, like we'll talk yeah, about it next cash, week. genius idea. Weapons. All sorts of tools and shit he would need so he wouldn't get caught with this stuff. Certain so. people you don't know about what their their true kill count could have been sometimes or not. His, yeah. his, Israel Keys. I, I bet, definitely think his is way higher. I than bet it is. I, I agree. No yeah. I agree. Because they think he killed 11, but it could be a lot more. Yeah. Um, he did have a wife and daughter back home. He led this bizarre double life. So it is a fascinating story. Another but one of them. You're going to want to beat the shit out of the son of a bitch by the time this is done, because he's a smug son of a bitch in these confession interviews he does with the police. So uh, I don't know if we'll play any, because they're so obnoxious. He doesn't really say anything. He you just, can watch all of them on YouTube. You can. Yeah, you can. can. There's like six hours of fuck them, yeah, too. Uh, literally. Um, but he makes them give them cigars yeah. and fucking coffee and shit. It's ridiculous. I mean, cigars class here in a milkshake. Yeah, true. Yeah. Paul and a Paul Ball. Ball. Milk, strawberry milkshake. <laughs> so, yeah, a little classier than that. So, All right. Well, Bonesaw, I hope we did this uh, story justice for you. I think you did. Fuck no, yeah. I enjoyed so, it. So what the fuck do we need to do right now, brother? Let's get our fucking metal on. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, Hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris C.K. Comics! Hell yeah, great metal motherfucker. What's up? What's going on? What up? <laughs> We're tearing it the fuck up over here. CK got Bonesaw here with us tonight. Awesome. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Did. Getting into some death metal for sure. Been throwing down, talking about Danny Rowling and killing college co-eds and necrophilia. And now we're going to talk about a nice uplifting topic like the band that you're going to discuss with us. So what do you got, buddy? They praise Jesus. They do. Well, well, to set the record straight, Bonesaw, these guys wanted me to do Wham! This one. <laughs> I knew it. You know, but, but I said, I said, you know, Bonesaw's coming and we got to do right. something just a little bit heavier. A little right, bit, a little bit, bit nastier. Uh, yeah. So I came up with Atheist. Hey, that nice. works for me. Fuck it, hey, dude. And and not that I'm a genius, but they are out of Florida, and I didn't realize. I know that's hilarious. The dude. um, 
to tie in until Friday till I texted Pete. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Damn, I, I thought that was fucking for sure. Like, yeah, like done it on purpose. I know. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, it's I, hilarious. I, I, I mean, I, I knew Atheist was from from Florida. I just didn't. Yeah. Between everything, I didn't. I didn't see the tie in. Then put them together. No. So so was it which is funny G's? because they came out about the same time all these killings happened too. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, of yeah. pretty That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which is even which is even more more freak, <laughs> freaky. But um, atheists actually Stop. started in eight in eighty four. Um, they were first called Oblivion and later changed their name to Ravage, which stood for Raging Atheists Vowing a Gory End. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that just shorten it to atheist. Hey, that um, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um they they put out they, they put out their first demos after um Death came out. So I'm sure there was a little bit of influence from, from Death as far as the um the, the progressive death metal part of it. Um, so, so I'm sure death had a little influence on him, even though they don't exactly say it, but they had to have had an influence on, on atheist. Yeah. It makes sense. Who wasn't influenced in that genre by death? You right. Know? I mean, you know, it was the, Chuck. Everybody's influenced. Exactly. Shit. <laughs> Chuck was a man. Yeah. But, um, in 88, they actually recorded the first album, Peace of Time, but it wasn't, um, released until 1990 because the first record company they had there was an issue i think it went under and eventually was recorded in 19 or actually put out in 1990 under the name atheist and um i remember getting that record and it was definitely different in in the genre of death metal it's not what i thought it was going to be because i thought it was going to be your typical you know death metal growls and and you know, blast beats and stuff like that, and um, it was actually a nice, nice change of, of pace to get a band that, you know, actually had a progressive um, metal influence to it. Even though Chuck had done it before, but he, he, at the time they were the only ones doing it. And um, Peace of Time did actually okay. It got it got props and it got um, you know, the magazines jumped on it and reviewed it. And then, um, what's a quickly magazine? F- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. What is that? Yeah, I was yeah, just thinking are... about that the other day. Yeah. Thinking about metal maniacs, how much right. I love that, and I'm like, God, it's so crazy. Like, there's no need for that anymore. Oh, you no, know? no, no, you no, want, no, no right you just there. just go online and, and Click. get it. Yep. Yeah, sad. But um, I wish I still had all my magazines. They're probably worth Fuck money yeah. right now. Oh, I'm sure. Probably. Dude. I wish I didn't cut them up and hang them all over my walls. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's what I did. But I thought that was, was the Sears catalog with right. the, oh, the bras. Well, that too. <laughs> those were up. On, those pictures were in the bathroom. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> um, JC Penny wish list every year. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bras and panties. Page Wasn't 37. the toy section. <laughs> oh, shit. Jack, Jack into a catalog. <laughs> <laughs> New song. There you go. Yeah. Jack to a catalog. <laughs> Me and Cashman will get on that one. There, we go. there you fuck go. Yeah, there you go. 
What's that? Making a song or jacking to a kettle? <laughs> making a song. <laughs> Sounds like a country song. Instead <laughs> of two girls in a cup, two guys in a catalog. <laughs> oh, my fuck. Sorry for dragging you in the weeds, CK. Uh, that's okay. I'm used to it. I actually, I'm sure. I actually like it. Good, good. Uh, they quickly followed that up with um, Unquestionable Presence in 91. And that just, you know, cemented that what they were doing and, and even that was even a better and tighter album than the previous album. Um and you know, they toured behind that one. I saw him play with somebody. I can't remember who I who I saw him play with. Probably the Goo Goo Dolls. It could have been. <laughs> no, it could have been. It very well could have yeah. well yeah. been. I mean, they, they, they cannibal won. corpse and shit. So. Yeah, cannibal corpse's first tours with Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. They had the same yeah, they're manager. both from Buffalo. Also the uh, the Florida band Incubus, the the metal the band. metal band. Yeah. Not the, yeah, yeah. They were around back then too. Yep. But um, actually, the Goo Goo Dolls are going to are going to are going to do a lost classic one day on the Goo. Fuck also. yeah! Fucking right, yeah. dude. Nice. <laughs> uh, Hey, they Any were my tar- label mates once. <laughs> the, the, they Back weren't in the anything day. like they they weren't anything like they are now. No, that's for sure. no, that song "Don't Beat My Ass with a Baseball with Bat." Baseball I bet bat. nobody would believe it. <laughs> no, still got the CD. Yeah, it's fucking funny, man. <laughs> and '93, um, they followed that up with Elements. That's my favorite, my personal and, um, favorite. Yeah, and that, and that that just brought it to a, a you know a higher level of 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 um. You know, musicianship. Yeah, I was going to say the musicianship definitely stepped up with that yeah. one. And um, unfortunately, after that, they um, they broke up and weren't even a band until I think they got back together in 2006. They started playing around, um, playing live. It was right right after I relapsed, re-released their um the three albums. You gotta remember these three albums were released in three years. So in three years they, they put out three awesome albums. And um Relapse re released them with um I believe that it's with bonus tracks and I think it's an extra disc. I have to look. I have them. I th- I think it's a bonus disc on each one. And they got back together after re release and eventually recorded uh, follow-up to the last album called Jupiter released that by Season of Mist and that one was a little bit different it was a little bit more a little bit more proggy than the previous ones but still it was it was definitely it had the, the death metal edge and definitely you know it was definitely atheist no doubt about it and um, after that there's, there has been nothing by atheist until I just read. I they signed with a with a label called Agonia Records. Hmm. Never heard of them. Yeah, me either. And are supposedly putting out a new album soon, but that was, I believe, last year they signed. Okay. And I haven't heard anything since. And you know, as far as band members, this band has had a plethora of people playing a band. Um, Easily like 20, 25 band members. Oh, wow. One of them bands. At, I, yeah, yeah, at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think there, there might not even, I don't think there's any original members wow. in the new lineup. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But um, 
I could be wrong. Well, maybe we'll hear some new atheists in uh, this year. Yes. We get a lot of bands coming out with shit, so who knows, man? And all four albums are available um, as far as you know, physical releases and also on your streaming, streaming. platforms. That's cool. Your, your YouTube, which used to be Google Play, right. Apple, Apple Music, etc. I'm really um, digging that YouTube music, man. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's a little bit better than what than Google Play. I agree. Yeah, that's what I think too. I was able to transfer playlists over, but yeah, I I think it's better. It's set up better, and it's got the obvious tie into the YouTube video side, so it's it's kind of nice for both. But um, definitely check these guys out. Like I said, if you know if you get into them, try to buy the physical copies if you can, because. Yeah, it always helps you know, bands more if you can you know, do that. You make they actually make more money than than streaming it takes. I forget how many streams for them to make like a penny. Yeah, so it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, very cool, man. What about that lost classic? You got a good one. You got uh, this, Joey and Chris's attention with yeah, this one, Bone Saw too. Hell yeah! This one, this one, I I I love this. Well, it's a side project, Nail Bomb. Um, which, which is, which is um, fucking Max, um, Max Cavalier from um, Sepultura, and Alex Newport from the band Fudge Tunnel out of um, England. Yeah, yeah. that's and, cool. And what's funny about that is I'll say that a lot of times, like something will fuck up at work or something. I'll be like, Mother Fudge Tunnels. Somebody will look at me like, what the fuck did you just say? I was like, nothing, dude. Just leave it alone. Just be like, Fudge Tunnels. That's <laughs> and, funny. And that's another band I'll probably end up doing at some point. Yeah, that's Fudge a band. Tunnel. I fucking love them. That's which, cool. which they were pretty much kind of doing like the down to grunge thing. Right. Before anybody else was doing it. A little heavier, though. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little that's industrial cool. and shit. Yeah. But, um. Like, yeah. Nail Bomb was, was definitely um, a, a good album. They only put out one studio album, Point Blank. Oh. And um, in, in 95, that was 94, 95, they put out a, a, a live album, which is also good. Nice. But, um, that's uh, that's like the only the live show they did. Yeah, that's from their one live show. Yeah, yeah, wow. pretty much. For the live album. And, and I, I, I think it had a. I think it had like. It's proud to commit commercial suicide. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was called. But I yeah. think it had like yeah. two songs that weren't that on, weren't on the point blank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, Very cool. What do you guys uh, been listening to, Chris? What about you, man? Uh, obviously, I've been listening to that fucking uh, new incinerate shit. Like, like <laughs> oh, I said God, earlier, that, yeah. that shit's just fucking pounding. Yeah, that's badass. And I don't know if anybody's heard him before, but I came across this band called. Uh, uh, sold soul huh. the other day uh-uh. and they're they're kind of like a fucking uh, m- not metalcore but deathcore kind of thing but they're really fucking good but there's this one song it's called The Damned and it's like the song is like 18 minutes long and it's called The Ninth Circle and there's like a different section of music for each of the nine circles or whatever oh wow and, and it's pretty fucking badass like i said this it's like a 20 minute song or some shit like oh, that wow. but it's fucking badass check that shit That's out cool. for real fuck it, yeah. it's heavy as fuck what about you bonesaw what you uh, been checking out the same as chris man i've listened to that new incinerate song probably 20 <laughs> times yeah it's right. badass and yeah just getting super stoked for that full album and it's weird that ck picked nail bomb because for like the last three or four weeks 
I've probably listened to that Point Blank album at least five times. I've been like right? on a nail right, bomb kick, and then when I saw that's what he's doing, I was like, nice. fuck, fuck, what yeah. a coincidence. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah, I've been listening to the shit out of that, and then just a bunch of like weird black metal shit, like Gorgoroth and shit like that. Hell yeah, nothing right. wrong with that shit. Hell Joey, yeah. what about you, man? Uh, in the, I, mean, I listen to a lot of shit, but in the car right now, a self titled Deicide album. Nice. Yeah, we were jamming that on the way yeah. here. And fucking Cephalic Carnage, Lucid Interval. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Fucking right. I've been jamming that new Carcass song. Holy shit. I yeah. love those guys. They got that new one coming out. The new Armored Saint song is really yep. good. And then CK, I watched your uh, your Thursday Live talking about that new Onslaught album, Generation Antichrist. Holy shit. That is fucking amazing. It sounds like a cross between Creator and Testament. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's a good Very album. impressed with that. Very, very impressed with that. So that's really awesome. Uh, and what about you, CK? What have you been jamming? Um, the new Onslaught, the new in- Incantation. Yeah. Oh, um, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, uh, the new Brimstone Coven, um, which is a doom band out of Maryland, which are, which they are fucking awesome. I love those guys. Um, and the new, um, Morse, Portnoy, and George cover album. Okay. Covers three. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. That's cool. It's funny you mentioned Incantation, CK. We were just talking about them. The other day, because me and CK know two of the guys that started Incantation, because oh, cool. they're oh, right. from back home, so right, right. they're not yeah, in the I band now. Play, but it's funny. Still, that I we actually, know. Pl- I played in a band with two of the members. Right. Yeah. Before before my band broke up and they um, formed Incantation. Yeah, that's a true. Ma- with, with John McEntee. That's funny, dude. That's cool well, Bonesaw, shit. you're here because you got some new shit going on yeah, uh, yeah. called Greg's Alien Cattle Conspiracy. And I got to know, <laughs> what the fuck kind of alcohol or shit are you drinking or smoking out there in Colfax to come up with that one? I get well, Was it like a dream gone fucking crazy or what? No, I just, I've been obsessed with alien and outer space shit. And okay. Well, I actually have been drinking alcohol, like some <laughs> uh, strawberry lemonade moonshine. Shine I got. Fucking it's right. really wow. nice. You need to wow. give me some of that, homie. <laughs> I was going to bring it Saturday night, but I forgot. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I've been obsessed with alien shit forever. And I was like, man, I want to do something different. I mean, I still want it to be death metal, but right. I, like, I don't want to do the same, you know, well, sure. same old thing. Like, I want to do something completely different. No, no gore, no nothing. So, like, every song is just something different about than alien? I think about aliens. Okay. Like, alien metal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the song Cashman's on, our buddy Alan sings on it too, and his last name's Gillespie. I've always thought, I was like, man, that just sounds like a race of aliens. Gillespie. Like, you know, we're this the Gillespie race. And so I was like, fuck, man, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to write a song about that. I'm going to get Alan on it. And okay. it's kind of a slower song, but I want it to be really heavy. And Cashman always does those really cool, fucking heavy, groovy fucking guitar jerk. parts. Right. Fucking at, riffs, bro. As soon as I got done programming a drum track, I listened to it and I was like, fuck, man, I got to have Cashman play on this one. It sounds really good, though, it, the quality of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that, how you titled it, Alien Gillespie. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> Drop one letter out and put another one in. You know, it's about right. Alan anyway. So fucking right, that's dude. awesome. I love it. So and, let's so let's check out a, a okay. this uh, whole track. We're gonna play the whole thing. It's two and a half minutes. We normally don't do that, but because Joey's on it and and Bonesaw's oh, here, yeah. we're gonna do it. So awesome. let's Hell yeah. Let's check this out. 
right. Fuck yeah. Heavy as fuck. That is heavy. I love it. God damn. I love that riff. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's why I knew Cashman man. was a guy for the job. <laughs> that's sick, man. Right, that's right. cool. So uh, so you programmed the drums, Bonesaw, yeah, yeah. and then did some vocals. Yep. And then Joey, you just played guitar? He did guitar did and vo- bass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. he sent me the drums for it. I did guitar and bass, and then I went back over there. Alan came up, did vocals. Greg did his vocals. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Josh very helped cool. us. Josh yep. Ogball Studios. Yep. Helped mix Ball it down. Studios. Colfax. <laughs> very, very cool, man. That's and awesome. Shawback was there hanging out with us, too, that I was drinking. <laughs> now, no. How many, Shocker. Uh, how many songs are you doing? Or you have a There's s- five on this. I'm, do- I'm going to do four five-song EPs. Okay. The first kind, right the second on. kind, the third kind, the fourth kind. Okay. Nice, hell yeah, nice. Very cool, man. So great. I got too many other things conspiracy. going on. So got interspecies erotica. Yeah. You got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So, well, very cool, dude. I think that's uh, always nice to get local stuff in here. And of course, you've been a friend for a long time, and uh, we always support whatever you're doing. And so I appreciate it. Keep us posted, dude. Will do. Uh, now on some metal news here, CK, we got a couple of deaths, and then actually a third yeah, one came in literally came while we in. were on yeah. on the show. Joey, what's the one that just broke that you uh, were talking? Power Trips vocalist, Riley uh, Gale. Yeah. No way, yeah. Power Trips, yeah. four years old. Yeah, yeah. he just. They Are they you just, serious? Yeah, they just released the statement from the band like literally ten minutes ago or something. Yeah, yeah that's like, crazy, just man. Just now, yeah. Did they say from what? No, no they didn't they say anything. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. I know, I do too. I get to see them with Exodus. They were badass. Yeah, yeah. saw them at fucking FTA. Yeah, yeah they're, they're amazing, They're fucking man. awesome as shit, man. Uh, also, Quiet Riot drummer, CK, Frankie Benali. That Frankie was a Benali. tough one. And, um, you know, Cancer, people say of Frank, course. Fr- Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot. He was a monster fucking drummer. Yeah. 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 You know, he played in Wasp. He did sessions for other for other bands. Yeah, he was he was he was like AJ Para from Twisted Sister. He right. wasn't given enough credit that that he should have yeah. been given. He, he right. actually and filled in with Twisted Sister on a show too. Oh yeah. really? When, yep. when Mike Port, when Mike Portnoy was yep. sick, he filled in for one show. But um, yeah, he um had cancer. Pancreatic cancer, and um, he's only expected to live six months. And yeah, he hung in for a lived, while. He lived over a year, and you know yeah. he's. Looked like he was doing okay. Then he was in the hospital for a couple weeks. Yeah, it got turned and, south, and then had a couple strokes. And I, they probably came home because they knew he was probably about ready to pass. And yeah, you know, that's so, sad. Yeah, and then Pete Best, bass player of UFO, Pete Fastway, Way. Uh, Pete Way. Pete Way. I'm sorry, <laughs> been a long week. Yeah, yeah, from um, UFO. He also had his own band, Wasted. Right, and he um and he was co-founder of Fastway with Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, which Fastway uh, did the Trick or Treat soundtrack. My favorite oh, Fastway yeah. yes. album, yes. I fucking love it. So good. <laughs> yep. I remember seeing I them open for I think Iron Maiden. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was good back in the day. And uh, so always good, sad to hear that, man. And there's a couple of new releases that are coming out next yeah. month or so. What's up? Um. Um, new Devil Driver in October. Nice, nice. Um, Mastodon Medium Rarities, which is B sides and and uh, rarities rare songs. Oh, yeah. Um, let me see what else. Give me one quick second. Um, Necrot. Um, next yeah, week. They're really good. Yeah, Necrot's oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, new wave of British heavy metal band way back from the '80s who are still around. Raven. Oh wow! Oh god damn! <laughs> I didn't Armored even know Saint. They were still together. 
Yeah, they're still they're still around. They um, the last couple albums really kick ass. Um, no Armored Saint in October. And um, Zach Sabbath, which is um, which is Zach Wild, and um, a band that he has doing the first Black Sabbath album, re-recording the first Black oh, Sabbath really? album. No shit, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Cool. That's and, very and cool. And we just found just found out today, November sixth, the new Fates Warning yeah. movie out. Long day, good night. That's going to be awesome. The new song They're, is really good that they yeah, put out. They're back on Metal Blade again. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Did you mention the new Carcass, CK? Oh, a new Carcass, the new single came out in oh. their album. I believe it's coming out in the next mo- two months. Yeah, I think it's an EP, I think, uh, not a full o- length. O- October or November. I think yeah. they're coming out with the EP, then they're coming out with a full length. There was one I wanted to mention. Uh, buddy Jimmy from Jungle Rot posted uh, a Chicago band I never heard of before called Bear Mace. They're fucking oh, badass. Yeah. Charred, Charred Field of Slaughter just came out. It's fucking sick. It's very Jungle Rot-ish to me. Okay, okay. Hey, nothing fucking, wrong with that. No, no not at all. I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad Jungle way. Rot. I do too, and I dug these guys. I listened to a couple of tracks. I haven't heard the whole thing, but... I saw the name Bear Mace. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do they sound like? And I know Jimmy's all about heavy, you know, stuff. So I knew it of would course. be good. And uh, yeah, it's worth a listen. Uh, brand new stuff that just came out from them, but they're a Chicago band, so yep. that's all cool. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, CK, uh, of course, uh, you got your Thursday live event you're doing at 5:30 yep. p.m. Central Time on Thursday. And my live event, very slightly on time, but shoot for 4.20 Central Time. But it doesn't always work out that way with my schedule. But we're doing those, and and uh, we try to you know get in on that stuff because I think it makes it fun, and, and the listeners like that sort of thing. So yeah. if you guys want to listen to CK, do some reviews, two minutes to CK uh, on Thursdays, and then my uh, Friday 4.20 and talking about what's going on and putting out things, contests, giveaway shit, uh, all sorts of reasons to go check that out. Fucking right. Now, speaking of local <laughs> stuff, Joey, Chris, uh, Bonesaw, you guys were at that show in Onarga, Illinois on Saturday. How yes. was that? Fucking fire, dude. Was it good? <laughs> it was Some good, good bands played there. Who was all there? Uh, six of us played uh, Interspecies Erotica, Goremonger, <laughs> uh, our buddies Indulge Devour, then Blood Feud, A Treacher Untold, and uh, Chalk. Nice. Yep. Very cool. Good uh, Good time, it looked like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was it was nice to see great. everybody and hang out again. Yeah, I could see that. It was like tons of the, the local friends getting together finally. It's like finally. COVID like shit. even coming from like a couple hours away just because, yeah, yeah this needs cool. to happen, bro. So it was pretty fucking awesome, man. That's very cool. That's yeah, very like cool. Alex from Crotch Ripper came out. From oh, Fox man. He was, nice. he was talking about he's got some... Uh, uh, insidious squelching penetration fucking shit that he's working on shit awesome. too. Awesome. So, yep. Him and uh, Eric are working on some new, uh, new uh, crotch ripper shit. Oh, very yeah, cool. So. You know, and I was pleasantly surprised last week I got a call from Juan Molina of Bless With Pain uh, back in the day, a central Illinois band, and they're close to heart for me because that's who we did our first show with uh, February 6, 1999 when I was in low 12. Those guys played with us. And we did so many good shows together, but Juan got a hold of me. He's a listener. 
he loves the show he wants to support the show and he wants to put out the word that Bless With Pain's got some new music coming. That's amazing. Very cool. Those guys yeah, have been around yeah, for dude. fucking ever. And so that's really good to hear that Juan's back in the saddle and they've got new music. And so Juan uh, ran uh, is running an ad, two months worth of ads for the new Bless With Pain on the show. So we'll be playing that and you I get am, to hear some of that. I honestly so. think Juan was the first time i ever seen a drummer do vocals as well live pretty I amazing yeah the first time i ever seen yeah, that. you don't see it much i mean ck i mean the band exciter is the one that exciter. comes to mind from canada but juan uh, you didn't get to see him but juan was a very good drummer and also sang and that's not easy to do as you know as a no. drummer that's mm. not easy bone saw you know yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. difficult so backing vocals is one thing but He's lead vocals as a drummer vocals, yeah that's pretty badass so all right well i think uh we schooled these guys on some fucking metal tonight so ck what the fuck do we need to do buddy Mayhem, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. This is Pete from Murder Metal Mayhem. Check out the new EP from an emerging metal band from Chicago, Vile Cynic. Their new Agony EP is a bludgeoning mix of death and thrash metal that will melt your fucking face off like 666 suns. You can stream or purchase their Agony EP now on all major services like Apple Music, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. Don't miss this slab of sickness from Vile Cynic. Go listen to their Agony EP today and find yourself throwing up the horns and banging your head. Murder Metal Mayhem has approved this message. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, Vile Cynic. Cynic shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got to support the uh, underground and those guys are a Chicago band and supporters of the show and been seeing them at some of the shows you guys have done. They're Definitely good. been out to your place. They're oh, fucking yeah. amazing, man. Jake and the boys tear it up. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. They do. So Love go pick Vile up Cynic. that new Vile Cynic, man. It's good stuff. And uh, we, uh, of course, still have CK here with us and Bonesaw. Fuck and yeah. We're fucking throwing down. We're in mayhem now, guys. So uh, uh-huh. before that uh, Vile Cynic commercial, of course, was Atheist with the song Unholy Wars, which is fucking sick, man. Those guys are so fucking good. Uh, I did see some, uh, I meant to mention earlier, uh, I was listening to some atheists like earlier today and I didn't check the video out because I was at work, but uh, YouTube five days ago, they put out a uh, a playthrough video. You know how everybody's doing the oh, Zoom Oh yeah, videos? those are cool. Yeah they, yeah, they did the playthrough video with everybody on Zoom for uh, Mother Man, I think it was. But yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but just throwing that out there, check that oh, out. Oh, that's fucking, cool. It, it, Fucking why not? I like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that playthrough shit's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that song on Holy Wars, though, is badass. Now, the first listener to email me uh, when you hear this at Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com, 
by Saturday, August 29th, 2020, with the name of the atheist song we just played, wins the third spot on the Hell Coming Contest. So good luck. Very simple question, but if Super you're the first simple, one, man. if Super you're the simple. first one, then it's uh, an open book test. You get it, so. yeah, definitely. Now, I uh, I had to mention something here because I, I I don't normally I've never had this happen. I mean, we've been doing the show we're on 109 episodes now, and I've never had uh, something like this happen before. And it's kind of cool that you guys are here with me because I had this envelope taped to my front door i have no idea what the deal is with this but it's got your name on it bone saw so i need you to open that and and tell me what's in there because i don't know what's going on it's a federal federal crime to open somebody else's mail right 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 it's just addressed to bone saw i don't know what the deal is he's opening it now (laughs) what the fuck and he's gonna read it to it's a court summons yeah right yeah, Bone, so you can read, right? Uh, I'm going to give it the old college <laughs> Okay, try. Go, ahead and, go ahead and read that for our audience so they can hear this letter that you got. All right, Bone Saw, I know you are planning to be on the podcast next week, and I wanted to write, <laughs> write you this to read on the air. I know Pete, Chris, Cashman, and CK think it's funny picking on me about Disturbed. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think (laughs) I think that deep down they're just jealous that they're not down with a sickness like me well at least they won't admit it but I know they are I know you understand I hope you don't try and play off like you're not all about it I remember you and me hanging out on Monday nights to celebrate our Max Slider Mondays and jam out to their music and pose in front of the mirror with <laughs> with our track pants and our shirts off. Oh, shit. oh you got to give me a minute. Oh, shit. Those were some good times. I, st- I still have that picture of you on stage with them singing Knuckle Sandwich. It's framed on my wall. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, let those guys make fun of me about Disturbed. I don't care. David Draymond is a god, and they know it. Just because he doesn't growl and scream like the singers they love doesn't mean he's not the greatest singer in metal ever. Ever. My stomach hurts. Let me know if you want to do the Max Slider Mondays again. I have a new place now, so we can do it here and not have to worry about anyone making fun of it. They're all just de- jealous. Always down with the sickness, Michael Shaw back. God damn. He's going to be so... Oh, dude, shit. I can't wait till Thursday. Wow. Just, no, that wait, was he, taped to my door. Yeah, I mean, I don't see know, Joey, tomorrow. what do you, what do you oh, make of God. that, man? Oh. Michael sounds kind of angry there. Michael, uh, Michael, I mean, so you, you told the story about him crying about the disturbed tickets. I, I and feel shit. like, I mean, oh, man. he needs that to come in to and fucking and tell the, tell us this stuff himself and stop leaving notes. Well, yeah, right. that's yes. kind of like you, high you school. Open pan, yeah. You open a Pandora's high, box. You know? We still yeah. love you, Michael. Yeah. Of course, but no matter I'm what I'm you I'm listen I'm to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing uh, so hard, my body hurts. I know. Well, CK, you're the only one that knew about this. I sent uh, that to him last uh, week, yeah. and 
I was dying because I did that before Tuesday last week. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out some reason to have to do this on the Dahmer episode because I couldn't even wait. But I'm like, no, I got to do it. I wanted to set up Bone Saw with it. And what's funny is on the new Interspecies Erotica CD, we have a song called Michael Schalbeck is Down with the Sickness. That's right. That's what makes it even funnier. We were joking about that the other day. Oh, God. I fucking love you, Michael. Don't take it personal. It's personal. Of course. He knows it's fun. He knows we're just fucking with him. Now, Joey, you had a a mayhem story of your own. Yeah, I got a little mayhem story. Uh, Not very long, but it kind of ties in last week. Okay. It was last week. It it was, yeah. (laughs) It was after Murder Mel Mayhem. Last week we left, and, you know, after after Murder Mel Mayhem, Chris is... a little bit tipsier than whenever we first yeah. walk in. <laughs> a little bit. So we go hang out at our boy. Uh, what do you call him? Hank. Hank. Yeah. <laughs> we go hang out at our boy Hank. So he don't live far from here. So you know, on the way right. home, sometimes we stop out there and uh, start drinking some Jameson. Oh, Jesus. Not me, but Chris and them. You know, yeah, I was drinking some Jameson. And we're hanging oh, out, boy. partying, and Chris, he's he's pretty tipsy and. We're sitting there, fucking, around, you know, around the fire, sitting in the chairs. No, and shit. I'm not around the around the fire table. The fire table, <laughs> like, right, right, not it's the a fire pit. Table bigger than this with a fire pit in the, in the middle. middle. Of yeah, nice. <laughs> so we're hanging out at that, and then fucking, we're just sitting there and shit. Chris gets up, whatever. All of a sudden, I just feel my ass crack on fire. <laughs> I jump up. I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking Chris's cigarette falls. Like, he had gotten up next to me and just dropped his cigarette straight into my ass. Like, I burned my shit. And like, like, for real. Yeah. And then, like, two days later, I'm at my house. I did my laundry, and I pulled those shorts out. And there's just two huge burn holes in the ass. <laughs> wow. After the story you told about shitting your pants yeah, in your yeah. house, just yeah. letting it go. Yeah. Remind me never to fucking do your laundry. Hey. Hey. God damn. That's still, that's, that's so got to be one of my dude. favorite all-time mayhem stories of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That was Which, that was, on a, was that on a bonus episode? Or? I think it was. Yeah. I, don't I think it was a bonus episode. That was so fucking God funny, damn. man. Oh, that's good stuff. Nice. All right. Well, very good. Um, we've got the big hell coming contest we've been talking about. Uh, it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, 16 tag teams we've set with 32 killers, and we've got a pretty good list, oh, man. Oh, yeah, good list. You and uh, you and Chris came up with your lists, Joey, and me and CK came up with ours. Yep. Put them together, 32 killers. It's fucking nuts. Some of them are the big-name killers, Chris, and then some of them are the lesser-known yeah, like, ones. Some like, of them. Like, ones I had a look up. Cashman put on there. Yeah. That was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, some right, good names right. on there. So it's going to be awesome. And that, now that I do more of the podcast, I'm just trying to put in a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, like, Throw in a few which is bullshit because I've I've recommended quite no. a few. Yeah, no, no, I, it's sure. all good. But, I mean, the ones that I've seen, yeah, but, it's but, like, but it, it was cool because like, you got to take a couple to like kind of look up. Be like, oh okay, yeah. So how's this one going to do? No, this and I match? see us as we do this yeah. each week, having to explain a little bit of who these people are. But what we're going to do is we got four listeners. Uh, we've already got two of them picked. Four listeners are going to get to compete. Uh, we've been doing trivia contests and stuff to get the listeners uh, that we've got so far. Uh, the first one, Rebecca Boomsock from uh, Wisconsin Rapids. Wisconsin was the first one. Uh, she answered a question uh, from my Friday uh, live thing on Facebook, and it was pretty cool. She emailed me. And said that Dahmer was her fourth cousin, 
and her hmm. great uncle was part of the posse that captured Ed Gein. Damn. I thought that was kind of interesting. Nuts. That is cool. That, that's that, pretty wild. That's if that's true, got no reason. Yeah. Got no reason to you know yeah. disbelieve her. Like shit. She said she got to see Low 12 up in Wisconsin Rapids one time. I remember we did a show up there with the band Chainsnap, and she was there. Nice. And she said, nice. I've been a fan ever since. So that's really cool. Very so, Rebecca, cool. Uh, glad you got on the, the contest. And then our second listener, uh, Chris Wierstrom. Wierstrom. Wierstrom, I'm sorry, yeah. from Flowery Branch, Georgia. Um, and he's a friend, uh, you know, from band circles and so forth and right yeah so that's fucking cool that's yeah, what he said yeah, yeah, yeah he goes by Gorspawn. yeah so that's cool so watch uh watch our facebook and twitter pages for these contests to win the final couple of spots i mentioned earlier a way to win uh to get on there if you're the first one to answer the uh question i gave at the beginning of this segment so go back and listen if you missed that and if you're the first one then you get to be the third person on this get and on it once we get shit. four Wins then the each one of us will draw one of those names and we'll play for that listener and then what we're going to do just like we did with uh, the uh, march mayhem is we're going to rank the the uh, tag teams how as we, best how to we worst want, yeah and then based on how we do it uh, or how they turn out, which one of us has the most high score, yeah. then that'll be the winner. So I'm going to have to do a tiebreaker since there's four of us in case that happens, but uh, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure that out. It'll be fun, and we'll do that. So there's really no skill involved other than answering the trivia questions. And once that happens, then each week what we'll do is we'll pair them up and then um, highest, we'll do the highest the, rated fucking goes on to the next round, dude. That's right. And the uh, yeah, what I figured is each one of us, whichever one has the low score, is eliminated each week until that, there's only one left. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, so um, what we'll do is we'll go by the temperature at the at the start of the podcast. Not my battery. Not, not your battery. battery life. <laughs> the temperature of the podcast. If it's an even number, it'll be the first team if it's the odd number it's the second team that wins and that's how we'll pick the winners as we go through each week so it's a be a lot it's going to be a lot of fun and uh we are looking for sponsors uh for that oh, and yeah. uh i gotta say they're not a sponsor but i had to mention it because i have been obsessed with fucking nuts, nuts. <laughs> and i'm not Whoa. just kidding it's called fucking nuts f-o-k-k-e-n they make the most fucking butter. amazing peanut butter oh, God. They have flavors of fucking peanut butter, like s'mores, yeah. monster cookie. I mean, it's fucking unbelievable. Oh, and they're delicious. They are so really the good. I, I, got, I got to try it. It's the so good. Awesome. Yeah, the brownie one is good. But they also have plain and crunchy, and the plain and crunchy are just salt and peanuts. So yeah. it's actually good for you. The flavored ones obviously have some sugar because of that stuff, but it's really good shit. And I'm not telling you this because anybody's paying me to. I'm legitimately saying I like this stuff. I'm. I did talk to them about sponsoring, uh, <laughs> sponsoring the uh, Hell Coming. So hopefully they take us up on it because it would be fucking nuts if fucking nuts <laughs> did that. So I mean, Shit's it's perfectly nuts. made for our podcast because we say fuck an awful lot. <laughs> and and like, so, I have been told I use fuck as a comma. And like four <laughs> weeks ago, we walk in and Pete's got like fucking eight of these containers. Yeah. This. Uh, so it's it's been in his mind for a while oh so. yeah yeah i mean and it's funny because i saw it on facebook and i was like fucking nuts are you kidding yeah. me but it's it's um and come to it's find their out their family name 
Yeah, that's come their to name. Find out it's made in South Dakota. Yeah, right where we were at. <laughs> yeah, when we went to fucking uh, Sioux Falls. Uh, yeah, yeah they ship them out of Albany, New York, yeah. but the factory's in Sioux Falls, so that is really cool. So fuckingnuts.com, F-O-K-K-E-N nuts.com and if you do order something man tell them you heard about it yeah. here and hopefully yeah, they'll hear enough like, of you and yeah. say man i got a fucking and they're not put a an huge ad on murder either, metal so you're still supporting yeah, smaller businesses oh yeah independent yeah. business oh yeah for sure yeah. all right hail now we got a killer cage match to get killer to tonight match. got 70 killers 70 objects for them to fight with our listeners get to pick the uh the killers and the objects and chris we got some listeners to thank Hey, yo, CK, who's listener number one, bro? It's <laughs> something really familiar. Yeah, I'll the bet. name sounds, I'll rings bet. a bell. But, yeah, we got uh, CK's uh, wife, Laura. Laura. We got Maggie. She took the number. Yeah, yep. she did. She yes, did. she did. And then we got our friend Maggie Elizabeth. And then we got our friend uh, Rick Ring Ding Ding. That's right. Yeah. Rick <laughs> Ring from Tasmania from the band Gape. Uh, he's a big listener. And so those three... Gave us our random numbers. I'm hearing a, a lot of Kovacs today because I'm, I'm talking to CK. I, his wife's picking numbers. I read a story today where the character's name was Kovacs. Yes, you did. So. You did. You did. Uh, we got an interesting one tonight, uh, Joey. Who's going to be going up in the cage, man? We got Jerry Brudos, the shoe fetish slayer, oh, going yeah. up the sodomizing beast, Carl Panzram. Hell yeah. Panzram. So that's going to be tough to beat Panzram anytime he's in the cage. He's tough to beat. Now, they're going to be fighting to death, to uh, death. <laughs> in a cage with two objects, CK. What do they have to fight with this time? Um, they will be fighting with a five-gallon bucket of hot coals. Nice. And a, and a stuffed horse cock. Yeah, nice. stuffed horse cock. <laughs> Bone saw, what's the variable for this one, though, dude? Uh, I'm not even sure. Yeah. Okay, what's the variable, <laughs> dude? It's... Um, uh, a lot lizard? A lot lizard with lips covered in sores. Lips all sores. Covered in sores. <laughs> so you got, that's a mentor song. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Brudos up against Can Carl Panzeran. Can you catch Panzeran. anything from that? Carl can you Panzeran. catch anything from that? I'm pretty sure yeah, you can. I think when you're fighting wondering. to death in a cage, I'm not too worried about getting you know something from a lot lizard. Yeah. But, but anyway, they're fighting with a five-gallon bucket of hot coals. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> A stuffed horse cock and a lot lizard with their lips. Doesn't say which ones covered in sores. That's true. And you know what's interesting is I bet that our friend Bonesaw over here could really bring us a stuffed horse cock if we really thought. Probably could. (laughs) You got to do to Jackson Dermy's horse cock. I probably could. Probably. So what do you guys think, Chris? What do you think this time, man? All right. Now, last time Brudos was on here, I'm going, they're just, it wasn't the lot lizards, but there was still a prostitute. Prostitutes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fighting over a $10 bill. Right. Fighting over a ten dollar <laughs> bill, I remember that. And so, prostitutes, a lot lizards, they got shoes on. So Brudos yeah. is about the shoe thing. He don't right. give a fuck. <clears throat> so he's going over to these whores, and he's like, "Hey, nice shoes." Now while that's <laughs> happening, fucking Pandram's just starting a fire with the. Dude, bucket. I wouldn't be turning my back on Pandram that's to talk to a lot lizard. Dude. Pandram's wow. fucking taking that bucket of hot coals, laying oh. it out, putting some wood on top, lighting a fire, <clears throat> fucking taking that stuffed horcock, sodomizing motherfucking Brutus. Yeah, that's what he does. He sodomizes. Right, and but isn't he, can, he the sodomizer? I mean, would he be using a horse cock to do that, or 
I mean, I think he used other things as well. Yeah, okay. He, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he used other things as but well. But it's there. Why not use Might it? Might as well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I'm available. Giving it, I'm giving it to Pansram. The fucking lot lizards just got some money from Brutos for their shoes. Or they died. Brutos killed them for them, their shoes. Okay. And then, but while that's going while on, that's going Pandram's, on, Pandram's back there doing his thing. Okay. And he just kills them, sodomizes them, burns them. Okay. Pansram wins. Bonesaw, what do you think? Dude, you got anything to contribute to that scenario? I mean, I'm going with Pansram doing something bizarre with a bucket of hot coals. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. All he does is cause pain. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's <laughs> fell in a fire of hot coals I have. And I it, have, too. It is fucking brutal. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's, it's similar not, to having a cigarette dropped down your ass crack, right, right Joey? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you think with this one, Joey? It wakes you up, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I feel like with this one, I mean, I'm going to have to give it up to Panzram, too. I'm going to have to, you know, in a straight battle with these two, I think Carl Panzram is going to be strong. Yeah, so yeah. I think battle. the uh, stuffed horsecock is going to end up in the hands of the lot lizard. Which she's going <laughs> to fuck the, herself. They're going ass to ass. Okay. But I think what Panzram is going to do is he's going to be like, okay, Brutos, you like shoes? He's going to get that lot lizard shoes for that horsecock. He's going to trade her. He's going to get them shoes, and he's going to make fucking Brutos choke on them motherfuckers with his last breath. Well, uh, yeah. Be like, you love shoes? Here you go, Here you go. Here it is. Okay. Wow. Right. CK, you got anything to add to that? No, I mean, pretty much, me, I, I, I concur with what Chris said. Hell yeah. Um, that, that's the way I think it, it would happen. Yeah. I don't see anybody that, that, beating Panzram. I mean, he's just too no, brutal, he's, he's man. A, he's a monster. Yeah, for sure. Fucking Panzram. All right, I think we're all in agreement. I think Panzram's winning this one in some way, shape, or form. Brutus is getting his butthole tore up. <laughs> we, we need to get, like... Yeah, well, one way or the we other. We need to get some brutal fight, like uh, like Tommy Karate. Like, we don't need to talk about him anymore. No, <laughs> we don't. But no, he would no, be awesome no. in the cage match, is all yeah, I'm saying. He would, he would. Awesome yeah, yeah, We could put Kuklinski in there. There we go, there we go. No, you put, you Kuklinski you and Panzram would Wait, be a good one, Like, dude. real fighters. Oh, wow. You know? Tommy Karate and Charles Ng. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. we did talk about that when we did that. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, that's of course our killer cage match, and you guys enjoy that, and we do too. So, uh, one thing quick I wanted to mention: I uh, talked about my writing in the last episode. I got the new Creation of Chaos three going three. on, and I finished my first story, The Creep. Joey, you got to preview that. Yes, uh, you I said did. You liked it. Did you read it, CK? Yes, yeah. I did. No, I was very impressed with it. Uh, I got to come over and Pete showed me alternate ending. and Yeah, CK, I didn't know if you had a chance yeah. to look at the alternate ending or not. No, I didn't I didn't look at it yet, but I, but I will. Cool. It, it was definitely a, well, a read that I read through all at once. I didn't put it down, just fucking went. Which awesome. That's how I like the short stories. Awesome, do, yeah, because it's like 20 pages, so it's a pretty long short story. Yep. So very cool, about 8,000 words. So uh, thanks. But, it, but, when you're, but when you're reading it, it doesn't seem like it's no, that it long. No, it didn't right. seem that you, long at all. That's good. You get so involved yep. in it. That's good. And uh, this next one I'm working on, The Last Supper, that's the Thanksgiving theme st uh, story I'm working on. You're going to release that one audibly. Yes, yeah. I'm going to do that for Thanksgiving this year. So the week of Thanksgiving will be me reading The Last Supper. And it's a story I'm working on about a family who has their last supper on Thanksgiving. They don't know it when they sit down at the table. But the other thing they all have in common is that one person at the table wants another person to die that's sitting at the table. 
So that is well, a I mean, very that happens interesting. Every time I was going to say something you can relate to at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. So, exactly. So it's going to get pretty nuts, and so I'm looking forward to that one. And I've also got another one, kind of working title, the Six 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 Express. Hell yeah! It's about okay. a, a train or bus that uh, runs uh, along Route 666 there that goes through, I think, New Mexico. And uh, some pretty crazy shit happens on it. So uh, that'll be the next one after that. And then beyond that, uh, I've got some ideas, but nothing concrete. But those three are the first ones I'm going to knock out. So I just wanted to give you guys an update since I know some of my readers follow this podcast. All right. Well, we've done plenty of fucking mayhem tonight, guys. I think it's about time to hit that fucking outro. Carcass living dead at the Manchester morgue. Still brutal after 30-plus-something years. Damn, Jeff Walker with those vocals. Holy shit, fucking sick. His bassist fucking sounded thumping on this song, too. Listen to it in my car. It sounded so fucking good, man. If you ever get a a chance, listen to um, Firewind. Firewind? it's, It's Jeff Walker's band when Carcass wasn't around. Oh, really? It sounds nothing like it. I'm sure. I was going to say it's probably a complete change of pace. Yeah. Does he sing? He sings, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's like it's like a uh, 70s like revival oh, type wow. band, like a, like a Sabbath-y type thing. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that oh, out. Shit. Firewind. Like huh? David Vincent doing I Am Morbid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or David Vincent doing his country stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. No, it's fucking awesome, dude. So I remember uh, when Cash, when you showed me that, I was like, holy fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> so the bumper music tonight by Atheist, Incinerate, Carcass, and of course, Greg's Alien Cattle Conspiracy Thank played that you, whole Greg. track. And thanks, Bonesaw, for coming in and hanging out with us tonight. Hey, thanks. It was a fucking blast. Hope you oh, had yeah. fun. Hope, I did. Can't wait fun. for you to do it again, dude. Yeah, I'll come back whenever you want. It's always a good want. time. Had to pry you off the couch to get you over yeah. here. You'll be back here Thursday, though. We're oh, filming yeah. our Murder Metal Mayhem commercial. Oh, uh, that's going to be awesome. And CK, you're going to be in it on your end, and we're going to do yep. it here. And it's a poser disposal service commercial tying in with Murder Metal Mayhem. It's going to be really funny. So, yeah. And the cool thing about it is those fans from back in the heavy core days that have the roasting posers uh dvd we did the the funny commercials on that and that was from when did we do that greg 2003 october 16th i think wow 2003 to the the date and all that shit (laughs) yeah um but we did it back then and we did these funny poser disposal service commercials and greg and i or bonesaw and i were talking about uh, that because we did it out at your house and we were talking about the guy that played the poser yep. that we abducted and he is going to be here he's going to do it again josh Repri- ward reprising the reprising role, the role. <laughs> is ready he's yep. psyched that he's, joey's he's making him a shirt a special shirt that he's going to wear <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is in the original 17 years ago he was like a scrawny dude 
And now Bonesaw, he's like an MMA yep, fighter he, yeah, or he's some a cage shit. fighter, dude. God so damn. that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't beat the piss out of us Yeah, here. I hope not. But <laughs> yeah, it should I, be I, interesting. Yeah. And he was excited when we yeah, asked him he, about he it. Was, he was that super was great. stoked. That's really cool. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we'll have that, of course, on YouTube. Dude, talking about the poser thing, the fucking the documentary we watched. Oh, you know, yeah. When, when they were talking about Paul Bailoff and he had those hedge yes. clippers and he painted teeth on them yeah. and would cut Dude, off the, the fringes. Of the fringes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, that was really shit. good. Yeah, get thrashed. That was really good. <laughs> That's dying. from 2006, but it's, it was yeah. the first time I'd ever seen it just like it was on fucking Prime. I was oh, yeah. Like, no, that was that amazing. Fucking, that was amazing. It was good. And uh, I know we don't normally do this, but I don't want to leave this episode to go without you guys you were talking about something you were pissed you missed about the Danny Rowling stuff what was it you wanted to oh, add while yeah, we got everybody great. here that Danny Rowling was talking about when he did the killings he was under the influence of an alternate ego like or alternate personality called Gemini Gemini right. which we put together like was from uh, Exorcist yep. 3 right. which was also Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movie and right. shit, which was pretty fucked up. Right, right. that is pretty oh. fucked up, because Exorcist 3 really should have been called Legion, and that's a whole different story for right. a different conversation. But, yeah, Dahmer's favorite movie, and, and then the and, Gemini and of course, character. Dahmer wasn't caught at that point either. Right. So no. it's not like Rowling knew that, so oh, that's yeah. just a right. complete coincidence. Yeah, that, that is, is fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> it is really crazy. So I didn't want to leave that no, go. No, yeah, thanks for fucking so pointing that, that out. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com, uh, for their amazing online catalog of sick and twisted art for the demented among us. Support yes. indie artists like Tony Campagna. He's a fucking beast. SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com and go buy some shit go right some now. Shit. You will love it. Also, that Vile Cynic album, fucking Agony, that EP they got. Go yep. check that out. Support those guys. Thanks to them for uh, being a part of the show and, and yeah, running no, their thank, ad thank and bands if you're interested asking, dude. Yeah. yeah pete we'll at murdermetalmayhem.com let me know i'll give you the ad rates and uh, put something together check for out you. that vile cynic shit for real if you haven't go get it that's right yeah motherfuckers uh, don't forget to check out murdermetalmayhem.com to listen to all the episodes like us on facebook follow us on twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel uh, Joey, that's 666 Club, man. Fuck yeah. Triple six. Uh, we just recorded that Dahmer episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, it. you got to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah that was it's fucking, a good one. Two and a like, half what, hours Two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not even Dahmer. the shit that we were talking about. I mean, you got interviews like fucking yeah. first-hand accounts. John, Bar- John Borowski, fucking uh, Bob, Bob Weiss. Weiss fucking yeah. Dude, those alone are worth the three bucks. Yeah. Right. So three bucks a month, you get VIP access. You get the bonus content like the Dahmer episode. Episode we were just talking about the episodes a day early, a schedule of the features for the month, and bragging rights because right. you could fucking talk some <laughs> shit. You know? The only uh, the only thing about the six 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 club is when you join, you can't hit us up and think you can demand things <laughs> because when Michael fucking joined, oh, he hit us up and he was like, "You guys better do a fucking metal review on Disturbed." And he was fucking pissed. He's <laughs> oh, like, wow. "One CK, I just God, so fucking it. demanding, yeah, though, dude. Man. So please Tape just don't do that. My, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's not necessary. <laughs> patreoncom Mayhem. Holy we'll get shit. you there. We'll link to it in the episode description, of course. And thanks to everybody out there listening, yeah, man. Thanks it's all you fucking amazing, man. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Yeah, we, we really greatly do. Greatly appreciate it. 
Now, uh, Chris, who's the first one there? We uh, listen uh, comment. Sammy Irwin saying uh, this is the best new podcast I've heard in a long time. You guys kick ass. Love the serial killers and heavy metal, and we do too. Glad you do, and that's why we do it for people like us. Yeah, people like you. Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah Sammy. Bonesaw, you want to read the next one? Yes, there, from uh, Donna Kilborn seventy seven commented. The episode of the Moore's murders was really good. I've always been fascinated with that case. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a fucking nuts ass case the way he one. Yeah, we get some UK listeners digging on that yeah, stuff, that's for sure. I'm sure. And the way Ian fucking took Meyer and just like I feel yeah. like he kinda of brainwashed her, I yeah. feel like a little bit. It's pretty yeah. interesting case. So yeah, that's cool, Donna, that you like that case. Joey, what's the next one there, dude? Yolanda Murray said, I love the songs you play between parts of the show. Thanks for talking about new music coming out, and the Lost Classics are great, too. Fuck yeah. What's super awesome about that is every one of us kind of has our own fucking, you know, interests and taste. Yep. Right. But they're all in the metal genre, so we bring all that to the table. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so we, we make can spread all kinds of shit out and learn yeah. new shit for ourselves as well. Exactly. And it's exactly. fun to do. Yeah. Right. CK, the last one? The last one is Metal for Life 6, 6, 6. <laughs> this is the best true crime podcast out there. So many of my friends here in Dallas have been talking about it. I tried it, and now I'm hooked. Okay. Right. Go Dallas. Awesome. Well, Dallas has been in that top 10 cities listening for a while now, so there's no... Uh, no mistake, and we got a lot of people down there in Dallas digging right, on this shit. Somebody Texas. down in Dallas needs to get that 666 club going so y'all can right. hear that Dimer episode. Yeah, you really got to hear like that. that. And we're doing uh, Ramirez next. Fuck yeah. Uh, that'll be uh, the That's next be good one. Patreon only we do. And Joey, you got some you know, letters and stuff yeah. from Ramirez. And I know yeah. I got to get a hold of Jeff Gaither because he's all about doing Ramirez because he corresponded with him as well. Yep. So that'll be really good. So you only can get that kind of stuff if you're a member when we do those special episodes like that. So fucking right. And it helps us pay the bills and keep shit going here because it's not free to do it this. So, free to do so this we appreciate no it. <laughs> All right. Well, we can't let him go without hearing a new karaoke Definitely song. And I knew Greg was coming in here, Bonesaw. Uh, and I thought you would love this. And of course, our buddy Pete Saradovich, who's absolutely obsessed. And you also with picked the band. wrong song. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope oh, you guys dig it. You know, our buddy Cody Durst has got to love this one too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we know a bunch he does. of people that love this shit. So hope you dig it. Crank it the fuck up. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter and your fist violently wielding a K bar. Yeah. To this world is a reject. Look into these eyes, then you see the size of the flame. Dwelling on the past, burning up my brain. Everyone that to learn from the pain. Hey, I think about the day my girl ran away with my pay when the fellas get to play. Now she's stuck with my homies and she fucked. I'm a tucker with the lump in my throat. Hey, like a chump. I'm like a chump. Like a chump. Like a chump. I'm like a chump. Like a chump. 
like a chump Should I be feeling bad? Should I be feeling good? It's gonna shed I'm the life is arc of the neighborhood And you would think I'd be moving on But I'm a sucker like I said Fucked up in the head, not Maybe she just made a mistake And I should give her a break My heart will ache either way Hey, what the hell you want me to say? I won't lie, that I can't deny I did it all for the new game The new game So you can take the cookie Shake it up yours Shake it up yours Shake it up yours Shake it up yours I did it all for the new game The new game You can take the cookie And shake it up yours Shake it up yours Shake it up yours Shake it up your ass Why did it take so long? Why did I wait so long? Huh? To figure it out But I didn't And I'm the only one Underneath the sun Who didn't get it I can't believe that I could be deceived by my so-called girl, but in reality, had a hidden agenda. She put my tender heart in a blender till I surrendered. Hey, like a chump, I'm like a chump, like a chump, like a chump, I'm like a chump, like a chump, like a chump. I did it all for the nookie, the nookie, so you can take the cookie, shake it up your, shake it up your, shake it up your, shake it up your. I did it all for the nookie, the nookie, so you can take the cookie, shake it up your, shake it up your, shake it up your, shake it up your ass. I'm only human. It's so easy for your friends. Give you their advice They'll just tell you Just let it go It's easier said than done I appreciate it I do But Just fucking leave me alone Leave me the fuck alone Leave me alone Nothing's gonna change And you can't go away And I'm just gonna stay here And always be the change And nothing's gonna change Cause you can't go away And I'm just gonna stay here And always be the same Nothing's gonna change Cause you can't go away And nothing's gonna stay here And always be the same I did it all for the nookie this one goes out to my buddy Pizza Radovich, the biggest Limp Biscuit fan on the face of the fucking earth. Love you, brother.